forgot the chair. Oh, I did it again. I was gonna oil it too. I really was. Morgan wouldn't let me. We've got WD-40 at home, she said. You don't want the squeaky chair, you blame her for now on. How you doing, guys? Welcome back. I appreciate it. I hope you're all doing well, uh, as well as you can be in this place. Hey, can I have a can of soup? Yeah, it'll be ninety dollars. Is anybody satisfied? Who's satisfied living here? Who's having a good time? We have to Slava. We have to Slava Ukraine. We have to send them money. If even 10% of the population saw politicians the way that I see them, this would be over tomorrow. Tomorrow morning, it would be done. The whole thing. Everywhere in every country, it would just be done. Uh, That's way too many people. (laughs) Unfortunately, it's only like... 4%. But we need to we need to get those numbers up. Those are rookie numbers. We need to do better. We need to do better than that. It can be done and it will be done. It's just uh, you know, it takes time and uh they're trying to censor everything in the world and that that's the reason why. And we're going to make it a hate crime to say anything in Canada. <laughs> we're going to try. They're going to try to um I hope they do. I hope they do and I hope they go that far. And then uh then there's just uh there's nothing left to say after that, is it? How do you deny you can't deny, I mean, logically. But how would you deny that we live in an authoritarian, you know, neo-communist state where we can put life in prison for hate speech, which is, of course, a communist idea. This is where it came from. And so is racism and where all of the isms, phobes, and all of that garbage that's been pumped into the heads of people, young people, people like myself since I was a kid, certainly. Uh, that's where it comes from. It comes from Judeo-Bolshevism, not Judeo-Christian values. You want to talk about Judeo-anything? You want to talk about Judeo-Bolshevism? Bolshevism. Where did that come from? What does that even mean? I hear that a lot. I've been hearing that a lot over the years and you know, looked into it once upon a time and discovered something called a Schofield Bible. And Anyway, uh, interesting, but you will hear that, especially from politicians who don't know anything. They know less than anyone else walking around. Um, it's it's a bullshit game. That's what being that's what professional politics is. Bullshit. Who is the best bullshit artist? Who can weave together the tightest web of uh, bullshit? Uh, and they'll often say things like oh, Judeo Christian values. What does that mean, guys? What is Judeo Christian values? Or uh, lazy people will say, oh, it's to say Judaism and Christianity is the same thing, basically. No, no, it isn't. No, it isn't. This is a very relatively new concept, actually. Um, in fact, if you go check out the uh, Google Trends, you can. Uh, it's fun. It's an interesting way you can decide or, or, or find when words became more prevalent and it'll, you know, scan through literature, articles, newspaper, all kinds of things. When, when you know, certain terms of words would first start appearing and the phrase Judeo-Christian doesn't really even exist at all, you know, mentioned very briefly 
couple of times, late 1800s, 1880s, 19. You know what happened there? This is where the this is where Zionism was born. It was right in this time period, and then right right around uh, late 40s. Late 40s, mid-40s, late 40s, all the way up to the present day. Gee, isn't that interesting? Historically, that is very recent for religions that have been around for thousands of years. Th- this term is about as old as your parents. Okay? Just like, and if you think that's new, you know how, uh, you know, the whole LGBTQT, whatever, the, whatever it is, right? You know how that didn't used to exist and now it does and they pretend like it always has? Yeah, it's just like that. Same thing. Once upon a time, someone gets an idea. They use the media. They use their uh, connections, education, and uh, they just make it so. It becomes a thing that always was. It never used to be, but we'll just tell everyone that it is. And anyone that says no, well, we'll charge them with hate speech. We'll invent a thing called hate speech and we'll put them in jail for it forever. For, For life, for 25 years. We'll just put them in there forever. Because we're the good, because we're benevolent. We're benevolent rulers that have a vested interest in looking after you and improving your life, don't they? That's the whole reason, right? What's the reason for the state? Why does it need to exist? Well, somebody has to enforce the rules. Somebody has to look after wider, broader affairs. That so the rest of us, the you know, the the peasantry, the the working class, the common stiffs, the Jane and Joe citizens, they can go about their lives and you know not worry about these big problems because someone's being paid to look after them. That's what the, the state is for. So uh, your mom and dad and everybody else don't have to get home and then go. I I can't I can't take you to hockey tonight, buddy. I got to work on foreign policy. I got to go over to Fred's house and we got to deal with what, what we're going to do with this Russian grain embargo. We have, a, you know, uh, it's not that we can't do it. It's just we're not doing it because we're busy doing other things. There's supposed to be a division of labor. There's supposed to be assigned responsibilities. Everybody has their job and everybody go do that thing because that's how you maximize the potential as a team, as a nation. We don't do that. Instead of them doing their job and managing our affairs and our resources and for, you know, on our behalf, that's what we're paying them to do. Instead of doing that, they're robbing the place, enriching themselves and screwing you over and they're going to fly away on a golden parachute. And where are you going to be? In the bread lines, dodging knife attacks from Somalians so you could get the last can of Alpha Getty for your son! This whole thing is a sham. It's a joke. It's an absolute joke. All of these people are a joke. If this is what liberal democracy is, uh, get rid of it! Who is this serving? It certainly isn't serving the homeless. It's not serving the lower class, the poor, the middle class. If there even is one anymore, that's rapidly even uh, being stripped away. And even the upper class, they're all just leaving because there's no point in staying here. Everyone I know with any means or, you know, ability, the, the patriots have remained, like the hardcore ones, the ones that aren't politically active and don't care, they just want to mind their business and live there. They're all in the United States. They're all gone, or they're in Mexico. They're in Mexico or the United States, uh, is smattering in uh, South America, Costa Rica, Belize, Jamaica, you know, stuff like this. Costa Rica's popular. That option isn't available for the, for the poor that remain, so the tax burden gets higher, and they have to make up that money loss somewhere. All these businesses leave, and they go elsewhere. They take their money, and they take their employees. Where'd the Heinz ketchup factories go, guys? Remember that? That was one of the first things I read years ago that made me like 
I grew up with this company. This is a Canadian ketchup company. I remember the old commercials and the, you know, it employed hundreds of people. All gone. All gone. Everything's all gone. We got nothing left because uh, rich douchebags who feel entitled to mastery over your life have decided that that's what's best for them. And well, if it ruins you, it eh, doesn't matter. See, they, they're qualified. Such a bullshit, stupid thing. I'm so sick of these anonymous freaks on the internet, man. Who's qualified? It's not qualified. These people aren't qualified. Who's 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 qualified? Qualified to do what? Lie for a living? Do you think that's difficult what they do? Do you think it requires any sort of character? Have you seen who occupies positions of power in the Western world? Literally the weakest, most pathetically, hilariously sad, you know, just rejects of humans. I mean, they they have they have not. There's nothing they can do. There's not a thing that any of them are worth. Nothing. The reason they have those jobs is because there's nowhere else for them to go. They don't do anything. No one's thinking in this entire bureaucracy. No one's planning. No, no one. No one, no one, no one, no one, no one. They're benefactors. They're donor, the donor class, the political donation class, the real rulers the bankers, the whole, they're deciding what happens. They do it over in Zurich. They do it in, in the Netherlands. They do it in Europe. They go to these retreats. They go to Davos. They go to all of this. And they decide how the world is going to be managed. And then they tell their underlings to go do that. And then they go and tell your premiers and prime ministers and so on what the plan is. Do you really believe for an instant, for a moment, anyone out there, whatever side you're on, I don't care. Do you really honestly believe? Honestly. And if the same applies to the other side, are you really, you know, it applies to yours. You know, don't be a pretentious jerk. No, not my guy. Not our guys. They're different. You know that they're not. You know they're all the same. Do you really think any of these people came up with all the all this climate change stuff, agenda this and, you know, action plan that and all of these initiatives and all of these crazy not where does this all come from? Do you really think it came from these idiot bobbleheads, these pencil neck nobodies and hysterical women and effeminate losers standing there in front of their screens reading their prepared speeches that they didn't even write, nodding along, "Oh well, we have to stop hate and we have to they don't even know what they're talking about." They have no idea what's going on. Hey, what are you talking about, man? You're just being told what to do. You were handed a pamphlet, a brochure, a PowerPoint presentation, maybe an email with a link to click to go read. All right. But in one way or another, they were told, they were told, this is what we're doing. Go do that thing now. It's a top down chain of command like anything else has ever been. The only difference between having a monarchy or an emperor right now and is that one has a paint job of pretending that it has any influence or input from the people it rules whatsoever, and the other is just stone cold dictatorship. Which. I mean, at least one of them is honest, isn't it? And if it goes sideways, everybody knows who to go after, don't they? At least it's honest. And that's a lot more than I could say for anything going on in this place. Yeah, bring, bring Napoleon, Pinochet, like th- those guys are coming. In times like this, with this kind of corruption and weakness, it's inevitable the tigers come out of the woods, dude.
says they have to go back. Many do. I think once you start deporting people, the rest will take the hint and leave on their own. It is not. You're upside down, Swiss Dangles. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. And see what I saw says, remember to act like you're behind lines because you are. Yeah, there's different ways to do that. And there's different ways to do that. And certainly in the 90s and in the 2000s, if someone had said, because I only kind of came online to like, you know, just just this stage of like, what the fuck is going on? Like, you ever wake up like that, hungover with a headache, you're bleeding from somewhere, you're not sure where, but there's blood, and you're just like, what the fuck is going on? You know, that was me in like 2014, <laughs> 13, something, around 12 maybe, around that time. Something really bad is going on. Something's happening, you know, uh, and it takes a little while. Uh, and back in those days... It was starting to become alarming, but but even earlier than that, 10 years before that. So let's say back then or even earlier, you still know all the same things you know now. And I'm assuming, I think, uh, see what... A lot of the entropy, especially entropy, yes, Odyssey, definitely. Rumble, it's a little, it's, you know, people know what time it is. They know what's going on. Back then, though, you could afford to, and I don't mean this in... I mean, it's an option. I'm not saying it's better, it's worse, superior, inferior. We can argue all day about who, who did what right and wrong and what should have, could have, would have doesn't matter i mean it's done and it's it's over you can study history and look for maybe you know find the the after action report that t- shows you what not to do or maybe to do better next time or try harder at whatever uh, but you know obsessing over it doesn't once you get it you move on you know but uh at that time period you could you could make an argument and say look it's it's smarter and better to just be lay low be quiet don't draw attention to yourself and try to quietly you know, establish yourself in a position, get yourself into, into a position where they can't really get you. And then once you're safe and everything's under control and you think that you're in a tight, you know, you're, you're in a good solid spot, then, then you can start to, you know, maybe, I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a strategy. I would argue that a lot of people thinking that way are making excuses though. They don't actually have any intentions of actively participating in any kind of resistance at all. They more, are on this they're, they're more of they like the idea of it and they create this story in their head that that's what they're doing to justify not getting involved those people are just cowards and eventually maybe they're working up to it or they're you know still digesting things i mean like i said everything is moving all the time forever people are always evolving and changing but there are a lot of people that they just don't want to they just don't want to get involved and the other thing too is that there's a tendency for people to want the perfect moment. This is just, you know, take it or leave it, man. I don't I don't like to feel like I'm giving people advice, and I certainly don't want to feel like people are coming to me for advice because I don't necessarily think I'm the guy for that, necessarily, depending on what it is. 
Uh, but you just you, you learn things, and hey, if it helps you, great. If it doesn't, then whatever. Who cares? I'm an idiot. You shouldn't listen to me. <laughs> but I think there's a tendency to. I certainly was like this for a long time in my life, and when I when I stopped, just threw that away and just kind of let it rip. Uh, things got a lot better for me. People want to wait for the perfect time to do everything. They want to wait for the stars to align. They want to wait for everything to be lined up perfectly. Uh, we can't get married until we have a house. We can't have a baby until this happens. We every, All of these things, they have a plan, right? They have some kind of plan. I can't go to this. I can't do this at my job yet because this isn't perfect and I have to make sure this. Like, how much of that is true and how much of that is you just making excuses to not do something and to not, not live your life because the situation's intimidating? I didn't plan any of my children. <laughs> we didn't. It was like, well, we're doing this now. Pregnant? Cool. All right. I mean, that's how that's how it was meant to be, right? But I don't have all of these things done. I don't figure it out, dude. I was, uh, how old was I? 26? Around there, I think. Yeah, about that. About 26, 27 years old. So not a young, I'm not a baby. I'm a grown man. I'm 27 years old. Guys have been having kids their whole life. I didn't play. I, it, yeah, it's a, it's a freaky at first. Like, holy damn. Wow. Well, then. And it's just like everything else I learned in the army, you know, figure it out. This is now the situation. Go. What are you going to do? I was like, okay, first things first, we got to get you a doctor. That's what we got to do. Then we do that. <laughs> right. And you just start figuring it out. But people want to go, no, no, everything has to be perfect. I can't do anything. Uh, the moral of the story is it's never, it's never going to be perfect. Almost never. If you're waiting around for perfect conditions all the time to do anything you want to do because it's not quite just perfect yet, you're going to miss your whole life because that's almost never going to happen. Sometimes if you get an opportunity for something and you think, it's okay, but I think I'm going to wait until the next one that'll be a little better. Dude, there may not be a next one. This could be it. I, I think that's the fear talking to people, the fear of failure. What happens if it doesn't work out? Because your mind, and this is this is how you you know gain control of your own mind and and shut that uh, shut the bad guys out that are trying to get in and influence you to be to be weak. Uh, your you can go in any number of ways. You can start imagining everything that can go wrong. All the thing. Oh, I, I, what if I get fired? What you know all of this? And this is gonna has this changed your situation at all? No, but it's adding all kinds of stress and worry to your mind. Um, your situation has not changed. In fact, it's gotten worse. Now your morale is low on top of you still being in whatever situation you're in. If you have the other kind of mindset where you just say, hey, you know, I'll figure it out. What, what, okay, what, what's the first thing I should do? Let's just figure this out. We'll try as hard as we can. And if we get killed in the process, I mean, whatever. <laughs> we're, all here, we're only here once and I'm not going to have my life told to me how it's going to be by other, other people. I'm going to do what I got to do. You can do that. And you can focus on solutions and how you're going to, you know, um, that, that, that's going to get you, get you, get you places, get things done. So, you know, there's no sense in ruminating on what if that, what, you know, bad options, bad scenarios, bad things. Don't let the, don't let it stop you from uh, doing something you want to do, man. The squeakiness is getting to me too. Even this, this thing, the whole thing, it's all dried out. My equipment has arthritis. I have arthritis. Everything's got arthritis. Um, see what saw has, uh, sent a few here. Yeah, honesty is the best policy. It is, because then you don't have to remember any nonsense. And if it's not true, it isn't worth anything. Lies are worthless. They don't 
You can't build anything with those. You can't, nothing sustains, nothing lasts. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't go anywhere good. And if you're going to do something, do it right. That's always, I've thought to be a good philosophy. If you're going to, if you're going to actively do something, then do the best you can and do, do it right. Do the, do the job. So why does that include trickery and deception and bullshit? And I mean, unless your job is literally to steal like chemical weapons or so, or whatever you're doing, whatever sketchy, and you shouldn't even be doing that. See that? See, it's, it's bad. It shouldn't be. It's not good for you. It's not good for your soul to be like that. And that's, uh, that's what they, they operate like. Anyway, uh, see what saw sends a bunch of messages. He says, be the best sheepdog you can be because there's a lot of sheep that can't see past the other sheep's arse and they won't see it coming. That's true. Uh, the people that notice are the ones that notice because they're the ones that are supposed to notice. Like that's your job, you know, that's your, your meant there's, we have to have those people. So, oh, it's in there multiple times. I don't know why he came in three times. Oh, he says, poor service, you're in luck. <laughs> Thanks, man. How many times did they consent? One, two, three, four times. Oh, no. Oh, no. Well, I appreciate it. It's quiet, is it? It's quiet in the in the kick channel. It won't even let me do my, type my own stuff in there. And there's actually people hanging out in the, uh, the Twitch room somehow. People are having family arguments over who's Jewish, apparently, in the Twitch chat. So that's fun. You know, there's a whole, whole fun time happening in there. Men generally work better under pressure. Sometimes they do, yeah. It, it's motivating to, tr- to put in an effort, for sure. Uh, and, and so I guess, anyway, back to what I was getting to. Back then, yeah, you could lay low, do that. But, but like time is another issue. At the pace we were previously degrading at... It was at such a rate that it appeared we had, you know, decades more to go before it became critical. Like, it's like, how long can you survive without oxygen? It's about four minutes, right? Uh, after two, three minutes, four, you're going to start getting serious brain damage. And then you're just dead, right? So it's like in the window of how much air do we have left? Oh, we got lots. We, we, we got room. We got room. No need to panic, in other words, right? Don't panic. We got time. We got time and space. The enemy is a long way off still. We can prepare. Hannibal's armies won't be here until at least the winter. All right? So we have all all year to prepare. And then uh, things started rapidly accelerating with the mass migration, the open border policies, the war, the refugees that were being made and then forced into our countries. And it, it just, everything just went cra- right around. And then, and then, of course, needle time. Medicine time came. And now we're looking at a, at a catastrophe of a situation um it's it's no longer you know the line should hold for a while like they're we're behind enemy li- they're in the wire now like it, it, this is a situation to put it in you know battle terms where it's the middle of the night and you're a- awake in your bunk with your this happened i thought this happened to me once luckily it's a uh, long story but uh, it was a false alarm but i thought they were inside the wire so it's like you're that's it's basically your scariest scenario they could be anywhere you have no idea what's going on you've been taken by surprise and they're close quarters combat everywhere that's kind of where we're at right now so in this specific situation the only hope you have of actually surviving is if everyone everyone fights like a monster they just they just become an unreasonable killing machine 
they start to en- sexually enjoy drinking blood of other men they've killed. Like, it has to be, or you're all dead. The other option is like, well, I'll hide and hope nobody sees me. And then when it's over, I'll cry. So you've left all your guys to die and you're not even going to try to help. And you're going to roll the dice that they don't find you. And they probably will. They're probably going to find you. Like, I know what you're thinking. Oh, no, I'll just lay here and I'll play dead. No, no. You know, they shoot all the dead bodies multiple times, right? Like, they're not stupid. This isn't their first rodeo. This is, you're not getting away. They're going to, and they're going to go through all your pockets. They're going to take everything. I mean, they're going to be in a hurry, but uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a, it's a risky game you're playing. It, it doesn't make sense survival wise to be hiding. Uh, everybody that, that is aware of what's happening should be doing something. So that's kind of why I've just gone, because I mean, I really don't, I'm more, I'm more afraid of, uh, failure. And on top of that, um, I just didn't really put in much of an effort. I just couldn't be bothered. I was busy watching the playoffs, you know, even though I knew what was happening, I just, you know, I didn't even try. I didn't do anything. I wasn't. I wasn't even remotely involved. I didn't even. I didn't even try to see what I could do. I didn't talk to anybody. I didn't go anywhere. I didn't go to any presentations. I didn't listen. I didn't read a single book. I didn't do fucking anything. I did nothing. I did less than nothing. I helped the enemy by consuming their distraction machine, which sucks up my money and life force and resources and gives it to the enemy instead of my own people because what they're doing with their energy and their time think of your time like a resource because it is you only have so much of it and it's the most valuable one that you have because you never know how much of it you have left and it's a finite amount no matter what so time is very precious and the more they can steal from you to make you do nothing is a win for them. Do you understand? You're playing video games. You're jacking off. You're watching TV. Nothing, nothing, nothing. These are all. This is all nothing. This is all just nothing. Oh, I'm entertaining. Oh, you are you entertained? First of all, um, that's not even really entertainment, guy. Um, and I'm saying this as someone who's you know. I used to do all the video games and all this. You know, I did all this. I was the biggest Leafs fan you'd ever see. I still don't, you know, enjoy the sport, whatever. But, I mean, there's a difference. But when your your whole life is just the all that stuff. And then it's and then it's Marvel movies. And it's all, it's all junk. It's like junk food. And you think you're being entertained until you find life. Until you, you escape the shell somehow and for one way or another mine was like i was shoved off of the deck of a ship and into icy water i decided at 19 years old i think war is a good idea and that's going to bring you a whole set uh, a level of human existence that you don't even you can't even comprehend you don't even understand what it is you have no idea what i'm talking about it sounds insane because you've never done it but all of us are like no no it's definitely a thing man there's a whole other, you know, your senses expand like a million percent. Oh, man, you know, you know what the, th- the thrill of not being killed in a gunfight is like? Do you have any idea? You want to talk about what winning feels like? Get into a, a fight with a bunch of other men to the death with machine guns, and then you win resoundly. Like zero casualties, total enemy fucked in the face to death. Guys have like pocket shot. I had a pocket shot off. Guys were like matrixing around RPGs and we're just like high-fiving like and like oh man is that oh is that what it felt like when the boys won the Stanley Cup 
that you pretend that you know. They're a bunch of 20-year-olds. Like, this is this is what it's been subs- – they're giving you this cheap, pathetic – and I'm not, I'm not supporting – guys, I'm not – I'm pretty anti-war, but every once in a while you got to do what you got to do. But that one was dumb. That one was very – anyway. They're, they're feeding especially the men, but the women too, everybody actually, not just the men. The women also. When they got the women into the workforce, this is – think about this, guys. This is, the women were not liberated. They were, they were fed into the machine, which was already eating the men. And it got hungry, and it wanted more people to destroy. Oh, nice fucking girls you got there. Send them down the tube into my mouth. So now they get to experience the joys of being a tax slave and be marketed to constantly and fucking undermined and destroyed and have your psyche ripped apart and va- made to value things. That do- oh, yes. Excellent. It's so good. So good what we've done. <laughs> oh, I don't know where I was going with that. But anyway, yeah, the war is not good. But uh, they're creating fake uh, lives for you. It's, just, it's synthetic. And you only find out that it is when you get the real thing. You know, some people, I mean, Phil will tell you, hey, have you ever done shitty Coke and then done like real Coke? (laughs) Okay, this is what I'm talking about. Oh, this is way better. Yeah, that's what being alive feels like. What you're doing is some kind of weird substitute where instead of actual adventures, which could be anything in your life that you want, um, that need is being drip-fed like methadone by video games and fantasy movies. And you're like, uh, uh, Captain America. Uh. <laughs> Instead of tribal warfare, and it doesn't have to be killing people, but struggling as a team, as a group, to advance, to get, to, yeah, we, you know, we're doing good. That is being sprinkled over with professional sports. You don't have a people you belong to. I'm a Habs fan, boy. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. That whole part of your personality has just been wallpapered over with bullshit. There we go. No real allegiances, no real people, no actual nation. A fake one that lives on television and worships 20-year-olds and really empty and devoid. And every year it's the same thing. I, and they're still on there. The guys on TV, they're all old and gray. and uh, Like, I've seen them for years since I was a kid. Like, Bob McKenzie is still on TSN talking about how... Bro, did you spend your entire adult life commenting on 23-year-olds playing hockey? That's That's what you did your whole life. I mean, I hope you've done other things. I mean, maybe... He's got this whole other side life. He's like this king of a per- I don't but you know what I mean um a lot of people just never seem to escape like it's it's not real guys it, it's meaningless ultimately it's meaningless but this isn't this has real consequences this is like your kids live in a nice place or they don't this is the difference we're talking about uh and the difference you're talking about is which color of clothes gets to have the shiny trophy this year I just I don't see it you know I I don't see the uh, equivalency So if you wouldn't mind, especially those guys, uh, if you want to help out, that would be great because uh, we're getting uh, beat up and you guys are screwing around. 
Brooker T, how are you doing, man? He says, it's better to push 10 people towards a better future and piss off three than it is to play timid and only help five. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> people are numbers! <laughs> but you know what I mean. The sentiment of it. You know? Playing it safe is not always the best move, man. It isn't, and it, it can feel counterintuitive. And an, it, this is, again, this is just standard operating procedure, military tactics 101, which everyone does. It's not secret knowledge. It's just this is what you do in this situation. Everyone knows this. If you're ambushed in close quarters, the best chance you have for survival is what, class? Does anybody know? Does any of the civilians know? Any of you guys? What do you think you should do? You're stopped on a road, or let's say you're, 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 you're walking along with your guys, or you're driving along, whatever, in a column, and then uh, you're like, oh, geez, there's a bunch of tires on fire. And you slow down, and then all of the trees just explode, and you're just getting absolutely raped from the tree line. <laughs> Missiles and guns and fuck, blah, 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 blah. What do you think? What's the best? What should you do? You're supposed to attack them head on with as much violence as humanly possible. You're supposed to charge right at them because that is the the best mathematically the best chances you have of survival, which are already not good. When you're when you're caught in an ambush, obviously that's what was supposed to happen, not for you, but for them. So it's going according to plan for them, not a good start. You're starting the game down your lead goaltender. Like it's bad already. We're not this is not going to be good, guys. Matthews broke his ankle in the tunnel already, so okey-doke. So I guess what I'm saying is it's the more desperate the situation, the harder you have to fight. Not Oh, it's getting scary out there. I think I better hide more. No, no, it's the opposite is required. You have to, you have to meet their uh, aggressiveness or you're doomed. So the more the effort level that they put into it, Versus ours, it, it, we have to just we have to overpower them. There's more of us than there is of them. So a lot more. Uh, you just need a few. You just need a few people to give a damn. And uh, the pool of, of people out there is definitely big enough. Uh, all it all it will take is some organizing and some and some you know the right people working together and making and and being and being serious about it, being uh, sincere about it. Not not like. It's like people don't understand. I've had conversations with guys like this and they don't, they literally don't understand it. They're like, they think I'm insane where, where they'll be like, why, why don't you, and just take a guess. I mean, I've pretty much talked to, I've talked to a lot of people over the years, but they would say, dude, if you just did less of this and said more like that stuff and you stopped doing X, Y, Z, You'd probably make like so much more money and you'd probably get on that show and you'd probably, and I'm like, money, do you understand what's happening? (laughs) Money's not going to matter, man. They don't get it at all. It's like, no, no, this is like, this isn't supposed to be great. You're just picking a side in politics because there's money in it. That's that's what they've done. They've ta- they've monetized. They see the argument 
and the struggle over the future direction of all of us, our children more importantly, to them, that is a business opportunity for them to, to grift upon, I suppose. And the, the idea, the actual idea that some people are sincerely, no, this is what I'm into because it's what I believe and it's important to me and uh, we're in trouble. That just goes completely over their head. They don't believe me. The amount of people that are included in that is scary. It is insane to me. Because I'm a, I'm a pretty, <laughs> historically, I think in the last few years, say two to three, I've actually, I've actually um, gotten a lot better at this overall. But I used to be very, I mean, cynical wasn't the word, like doom-pilled, you know? Like my whole life, like I was born that way. <laughs> when I was seven, I was an old man being like, this is fucking all gonna, this sucks, you know? Oh, whatever. I always had an ability to like detect flaw and be like, fucking, you know, like to a, to a, like I was a little dick about it probably. Right. I probably, I definitely annoyed a lot of people, a lot of people, but it is, I'm like, I'm here. And I, I thought I was the worst one. How is it that I have to see all of these men everywhere that are so demoralized and have been brought to their knees so hard that they seem to like it there? How the hell am I up here looking down at so many of you? I'm about this tall. What happened, guys? It's embarrassing. I shouldn't have to be, I shouldn't have to be like this. This is crazy. How did this become acceptable? And I guess this is just my job. This is what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to shame people. Boot them in the, like, the amount of effort and struggle that had to happen. You ungrateful little worm. The amount of effort and struggle that had to happen just for you to be here. Whatever your parents had to go through and theirs and theirs and theirs. All of it. Go go read about you. What do you think people were doing 60 years ago? YOLO. I'm going reti- to start having a family at like 45. I'm going to freeze my eye. No. No, it's only when we decided only now matters and me, 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 everything started to fall apart. Funny trend, yeah? So the old days, it was all about family and and keeping it alive and, you know, doing the best you could for your kids so they'd have a better shot and then on and on. And and through the years, they'll, 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 they're going to do great things because they're my kids, you know? And no, that's all gone, I guess. Now we have a bunch of people that are just obsessed with themselves and everything's falling apart. How did it become acceptable to just be like, whatever, dude, just let her burn. Who cares? Who cares? The shame. This is, this is like... 
this is like the old, like the old, imagine the old West or something. I like to think in metaphors and I, I think the way that it works is um, like I, I communicate this in this way a lot and it's because I'm trying to replicate, I'll have a feeling about a situation or, or something that's happening and it's very specific and I'm like, what is, where did I have this before what is similar to the aha and i'll try to i'll try to do this because this is something people will understand and i'll be like that way maybe i'll just put these neutrons together and hopefully i don't blow up the universe one of these days <laughs> but to stand down right now do you have any idea like how proud were our, our grandfathers and, and more the guys that wore the canadian flags on their uniforms to fight in those wars that would you know go around the world with it on their shoulder and be like this is where this is my family and my hometown. People used to brag about their hometowns. You remember that? They'd get in fights over it because now that was just the attitude. I'm the best. No, I'm the best. And now it's become. Whatever. What are you gonna do? You've just decided you did you? This is like the old west, and like. A roaming gang of like of like three dudes, like three guys who just roam around raping and killing people, just murder your father in front of you, and then turn to you and you're like, whatever, man, just fucking go ahead. Wow. Good for you. Good for you. Look at you. What a patriot, hey? Taking the easy road, protecting, looking out for number one. Nothing says, nothing says man, nothing says man, really. Like somebody who just turns his back on everyone so that he can eat a little more cake tomorrow. That's what you want, guys. That's what you need in town. That's what, that's what the futures are, great civilizations are built on people like that, aren't they? We should have more of them and we should give them money in TV shows. The really inspiring kind of guys. Hot dog eating Krispy Kreme. We gotta get the libs out, guys. Pathetic. They're pathetic. They're all pathetic. The ones that the ones that know and don't care, or the ones that are knowingly selling out. You know what I mean? They're just like they're they're effy they're gonna effy all tease it, you know? I'm just gonna get on my hunchback and shrivel away to whatever hole I can find to just I'll find somebody's ass to kiss. That's their survival mechanism. Isn't that amazing? How they're gonna deal with this is just ass kiss powerful people and hope that they somehow get swept along in their you know in their wake and they can eat the crumbs that are left as the as the yacht goes by <laughs> like you have no self-respect now imagine being the children of those people imagine that's your dad oh oh <laughs> now imagine and now imagine that's your husband or your boyfriend <laughs> Oh, oh, it's deep. It's deep, Daddy. Anyway, (laughs) as we let's just move on. 
Let's just move on. CRJ says, as an SME in full FFO on this main MSR and personal PPE, I agree wholeheartedly with your SOP, standard SOP. Oh, I don't know if you can hear that, but my neck hasn't cracked in a long time. Like maybe a decade. I don't even remember the last time I was able to do that. Interesting. Interesting. Maybe the maybe the hate diamonds are backing up into my spine and my lower neck. My C-spine. And I'm going to develop like this giant Triple H Cobra neck. Until I explode. Maybe. You don't know. None of this is all experimental, guys. As if anybody knows what's going on. Steven Spergberg. <laughs> Whatever, as long as we get the lips out. I could go back to my college with my pantoon and two skidoos. Yeah, right. That's what they think. That's another thing. Like, they're just lying to people, man. Let's, you want to be serious? Like, you know. Oh, we're going to get the libs out. Okay, then what? What's your plan? Millions of people here that are not supposed to be. What are you going to do about that? Now, you're not doing anything about the migration. Yeah, you're going to let that ride because you love that. You've made that very clear. That's uh, racist to oppose that. Yeah. Probably going to be doing some censorship of your own, you know, as usual. Obviously, the war has got to continue because we got a Slava, so no change there either. So far, pretty much across the board. And the climate change, the te- I, yeah, that, that's, I mean, that's really the agenda 2030 thing is important. Our partners at the UN and, yeah. Like, they can't even, they're not even close to being in the ballpark of anything that makes even remotely anything that looks like a difference. You're, peop, people want, like, imagine you're shopping for paint at Home Depot. And they have that big color palette of all the different colors. Darkest on the left. You know, whitest of whites on the right. On the far right, where it's white. The white on the far right. And you'll have these political teams and, and they'll be like, oh, well, what if we go like, what if we go from this color to this color? <laughs> and you're like, that's the same color. <laughs> no, actually, it's 6% diff. I don't have time for this. Way down there. We're going way down there. That's extreme. You're extreme. You dragged us. Nobody is painting their house turquoise. I'm not doing it. You're insane. I mean, you're like red. I'm like a red house. I mean, what is this, a barn? It looks weird. And you just kept on going. You just had to keep on going. And I'm standing here like, what are you doing? We're painting a house, not Mickey Mouse. What is What is this? Well, if I change it just a little tiny. Uh, no. No, I let you go way too far. This went on way too long. Uh, it's just my fault. I should have said something like 27 colors ago. I should have said, no, no, white. And you're like, oh, other colors. Like, no, no, we, were, we agreed. This was. Hmm. All oh, the rainbow all at once. What are you doing, babe? 
What what's gotten into you? Is there are they mind controlling you? What's happening? Everybody check under your desk for listening devices. Anyway, what I'm saying is there's very little difference. These parties make very little difference on the ground. Um, it's just rhetoric. A lot of it's just words and noises and talk. And and really, what 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 are they going to do? What they're going to do is pretty much the same thing. How are they going to deal with the migrants? We owe so much money, and we have no way to pay it back. And uh, they refuse to make cuts to anything. What do you, what do you think they're going? What are they going to do? Are they going to disband the military? Do you think the conservatives are going to disband the Canadian military to offset the amount of financial wreckage we're in? Because that's, I'm not kidding, those are the kind of drastic steps that are needed now to even have a shot at fixing this place. And they're like, oh, what if we got a different lampshade? Like, you're not listening to me. You need to, like, we're, this is it. we're in a crisis. We may not survive. And your plan is, what if we put the guy with the glasses in charge? Oh, no, man. Oh, boy. Yeah, that'll fucking. I saw earlier everybody was like, "Oh, Joe Rogan likes him." Joe, yeah, Joe Rogan. He said the exact same thing about the guy that's sitting there right now. He loved Trudeau at first. It's like I like Joe Rogan. I think he's very entertaining. He's very amusing. I think he's a thoughtful guy. I would love to talk to him and hang out with him. I think he's hilarious. Interesting guy, but um. As far as who's a good dude in Canadian politics, Joe Rogan is not a good guy to ask. <laughs> it's like everybody's, some people are good at, a lot of people are good at something. Some people are good at a lot of things, but not everybody's good at everything. And you're like, okay, it's just, uh, this is Joe Rogan trying to predict Canadian politics is like when Michael Jordan went to play for the White Sox and you're like, uh, it's, I mean, you pretty you go back to basketball, play basketball. <laughs> Yeah, I I couldn't believe it, and I didn't understand at the time. I was I was a kid, right? And I'm like, what is he talking? What are you What are you doing? Why? And and he's in, you know, spring training. My dad, I was standing there watching it before he went to work, and we're both just standing there watching Michael Jordan hit baseballs. Like, it was so bizarre. Remember when that was the weirdest thing that happened that year? What year was that? Like '94. That was like the weirdest thing that happened in 94. Michael Jordan's doing something different? Now it's like parachuting rainbow clowns mid, you know, sawing off their own dicks and screaming as they set themselves on fire for Palestine. That's just Tuesday. Things are unstable. So when the politicians are like, we're going to go, listen, we are going to go from here to here. Hmm. As also a, you know, gale force wind is pushing it this way. And they're like, well, we are going to prop up a stick. Oh, my God. You hear that, guys? They're going to prop up a stick. Oh, oh, a stick will be propped up, Phil. Have you heard about Operation Stick Brigade? We're going to put a stick at the border. <laughs> These are the effort levels they're coming up with. Oh, well, uh, oh, geez, we don't have an army, huh? We'll give them $20 million. That's, that's going to buy like four vehicles and some coffee. What are you talking about, man? Oh, shit. Uh, 
They've they've probably they've miss they've probably spent more money than they even know exists. There's no way they're able to keep track of how much money they've spent. There's no way, man. And it's more. It's more than both world wars combined. Just the last few years. That like I don't think people truly appreciate the amount of damage that was done. Uh, we were looted like absolutely. You might as well whatever you have in your house subtract twenty thousand dollars of it right now. That's the true value of where you're at. That's what happened. Um, they spent more money than both world wars combined on all kinds of stupid programs, Serb, all the all of this stuff, stimulus packages and payoffs and media bailouts, buying contracts, filling their friends' pockets. World War One and two, cha-ching, cha-ching, right in the pocket. And look at this place now. We're in a second world country now. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Now, I remember a first world country. I was born in one and I grew up in one. Now, if you need a doctor, you have to wait 10 years for a family doctor in Nova Scotia, which is code for never. No one can plan that. I'm not kidding. It's 10 years. If you fall down and break your hip in a driveway, you lay there in agony, possibly dying. An ambulance is only nine hours away. Sometimes a taxi cab will show up because we don't even have ambulances. Just like in Cuba or some strange Mexican town where the drug lord is also the mayor we've become a second world country nothing works everybody's corrupt it's insane everyone's just stealing the government's imprisoning whoever they want arbitrarily fining people inventing the law burying the law selectively persecuting whoever they want the police are accountable to no one. No one can afford anything. How the hell with the homeless? We're busy stealing money and sending it to the washing machine in Ukraine. Oh no, guys! No, we're in a fir- we're in a second world country, and we're pointing downwards. The nose is sharply pointed towards the ground, guys. Do you think we're not going down there? I told you we were coming down here. You want to know what happens next? All the same stuff, but worse. And then after that, same thing. (laughs) You never get an infection. And then one day it's infected. And then the next day it's infected more. And then the third day it's worse. And then the fourth. And you you know what I'm saying? Uh, You have to do something about this or it will just get worse until you die. And you're like, oh, no, I think I'm going to spit on it. (laughs) Then I'm going to prop up a stick. I'm going to prop up a stick. Somebody draw that t-shirt. Got like a barbarian whore just like hammering the, you know, hammering the, hammering the family door down. Women and children are like huddled in the corner like, oh God. And there's Millhouse like, I'm propping up a stick. Like, oh, jeez, I feel better. Good job. Good job. There's Jughead, like, stealing out of the family cupboards. He's not even paying attention. He's just straight up stealing. Blackface is putting on lipstick in the mirror. He's more of, he, he wants to look good for when it all goes down. I'm propping up a stick. Oh, for fuck's sakes! Get out of the way! Give me the gun! You know? <laughs> I mean, that's, hey... That's where we're at. That's the situ- we're, That's quickly becoming the truth. 
And you know what's real fun? Human nature is is uh, it's interesting. It's it's there's a truth to it because it uh, it always repeats itself. Um, under times of extreme stress and pressure, people always predictably do the same kinds of things, don't they? Um. <laughs> When, uh, yeah, because it's kind of, it's. I'm not saying it's easy right now. It's certainly bad. But as things get worse, which they're sure to do, because don't worry, he's propped up a stick. There's a stick against the door. <laughs> Wham! Oh, I've got a stack. Let's say in that scenario, all those same characters are there, but there's one other character nobody has mentioned and nobody likes to mention because he scares everyone else in the room. He's the scariest guy in there. No one likes to talk to him. No one likes to even acknowledge he exists. He's rude. He's loud. And he scares people. He makes them really uncomfortable. They don't like him. They don't like that he's there, but he is there. And as the door starts to come down, and the other people in there realize, hey, we don't want to die either. Who do you, who do you think you know? Their eyes turn to, and then they gesture towards the only gun. Um, hey, hey, Grandpa. in the day. Do I need one of those? I may need one of those. Oh. Yeah, there's some there's some there's some activity going on in my neck. 
carrying any stress? No! Never even thought of such a word, actually. Are you being sarcastic? Grandpa, go back in the corner. It's over. <laughs> Please go back in there. <laughs> we'll call you when there's another emergency. We're a bunch of ungrateful assholes. And when you're dead, we're going to pretend we fought them off. Yeah. They're a fact. Everyone has to basically become 50% Clint Eastwood from El Torino, Gran Torino. That has to be 50% of your personality and then the, everything else that's of you, you might have to throw some stuff out, but just push it together. I don't know. If enough people do this, if enough, <laughs> we'll be okay. I used to stack you like fucking sandbags. <laughs> Zanel says, I'm calling chief proctologist slot. No, what? Why? Whoa. Brooker T says, pontoons are the minivan of the boat world. A pontoon. I have never had an urge or a desire to, like, own watercraft. I don't know. I just. <laughs> I'm weird, man. I know I am. I can sit on like insane like roller coasters and just be like, <laughs> I've done it. And some people like love fishing. They love the ocean. They love being out on the boat. And I'm just like, uh, like I don't, I don't care. It's floating around on this uh, warship. It was an Australian boat. Oh, the hell was it called? It used to be an American. Oh, my God. The Canimbla. I remembered it. It's an Australian ship, the Canimbla. You can go look that up, that creepy damn thing. That's what we did this uh, exercise with the Marines. There was a Marine Corps unit on an Australian ship with an attachment of us, and it was a f floating around on that thing. It used to be a, a casualty boat from the Vietnam War. So, you know, lots of dead ghosts in there just floating around with the Marines for weeks. Like, that must have been so cool. I'm like, I don't know. It, yeah, yes, man. I don't. <laughs> it's weird. Weird. It's weird what I get excited about. I don't know. I'm not. I'm, I don't know. I probably ate paint. I don't know. I probably did something weird as a baby. Cunning Draugr says, "Get in the war canoe and paddle." Yeah, but I'm weird. I don't know. I don't. I don't find not interested in the sea. I'm interested in knowing what's going on in it. But, like, from afar, I just want someone to brief me on what... I don't want to see it for myself. Like, that's not something I'm ever going to do. Like, you've got to come to the bottom of the ocean and see... I'll be like, no, I don't. I don't. You can send down a camera, and you can show me what's down there. That's all I need to see. I'm not... Uh, and you can do it from there, from here. I'm not leaving uh, the land. I don't need to go out there. I have a deal with the sea. It stays there. I stay here. No need to kill it. No, no. I don't even really eat a lot of fish. You know, I'm just trying to be respectful. I'll eat some salmon and some sushi once in a while, but otherwise I'm just, you know, the crabs, the lobsters, all the creepy shit that's in there, the weird oily ink things that shoot at your face and the weird, all the arms, the giant eyes, they're making tools and going upside down and like, ah, under the sea. Yeah, you count me out. I don't need to be in there. That's fine. You do it without me. It's all black. There's not even any light after a certain point. There's just weird shit with like glowing stuff attached to its head. It's got giant nightmare teeth. 
Like, yeah, okay. So the more ocean you go into, the scarier it gets. Okay, I'm starting to really not like this place. And then one day you see on the internet, oh, we detected something moving in the sea off the coast of India and Australia somewhere. They triangulated it, but it moved the Richter scale or whatever it was. It was the size of the Empire State Building. And I'm like, oh, my God. I don't like the ocean, guys. I don't think, I. you know, it's a different world, and it, it should, it's, we have to stay where we belong. <laughs> We're tempting fate. Uh, there's Stick. Says, wow, Rage, using my name in such a disparaging way. Prop, th- prop this. I didn't mean you. I meant Ace. I, I didn't even cross my mind. What a, what an, a, what an absolutely, how dare you assume I was talking about you. I could have been making fun of any number of people in this chat. It's over 1,200 in yours alone. I could have been talking about uh, anybody. Named Stick. Or looks like a stick. Is built like a stick. Pencil neck I mentioned earlier, right? You don't know. Rages. Uh, I, I wish it would go back to the old way where it would put them up. Uh, Azario says, what is the government distracting from with C-63? <laughs> Which one is that? Uh, Richard sixty nine used to make you make an appearance. Thanks for what you do. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. What is C? What is C sixty three? I the Canadian government don't give them too much credit. Like they're often like, oh, they're up to something. Like uh, they're re- it's hard for them to be up to anything, and they're pretty transparent. Actually, I'm actually pretty disappointed. Um, we overestimated them. They underestimated us, and we overestimated them. So the effort levels were way off. And if, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's a missed opportunity. (laughs) The ocean is Jewish. Why would it be? The ocean has no, the ocean belongs to itself. It only wants to claim, the only thing the ocean wants is more human souls. That's all it wants. It's our enemy. We got to get away from it. It's got salt in it. You can't even drink it. It's Oh, if you drink... Oh, it's like, oh, at least the ocean. I need water to live. Ha <laughs> ha, no, drink me and die. Like, why? You suck. The ocean sucks. There's nothing good about it. You fall in, shit tries to eat you. Can't even drink it. You can't do anything with it. It's terrible. You can jump in with your clothes on, and then they'll dry later, and they'll be full of salt. Ugh. Ah, Azario says C63 is the latest censorship bill. I thought that was, uh, oh, right. Sorry. That's, is that the harms? The harmings were being harmed, the online harms. Yeah, I don't think it'll pass, but you never know. They may, they're going to try to, I kind of hope it does. I kind of hope it does because then it's just going to escalate everything into a crazy dimension. We're going to be seeing more of these guys probably on the streets all over the place. They were in uh, America recently. Look at them. Look at these freaks. <laughs> they look exactly like you'd expect them to look. Do you imagine Patriot Front coming up against this in the street? Honestly, guys. Amazing. So they just farmed one of these in, uh, uh, weirdly enough, 
I think this is in, um, did they say Philadelphia? This is somewhere in the United States, but there was one just like this that just got launched in Montreal. So isn't that weird? The Communist Revolutionary Party of America and Canada are both stood up within the same week of each other. That's weird, huh? You know, and you can laugh at them and make fun of them, but like there's a lot of them and they're going to be allowed to do whatever they want. They'll be allowed to kill you. They'll be like they're already doing it. They're already throwing uh, you know, thought leaders and guys on our side in jail for no reason. They just put that uh, the Patriot Front guy speaking of in jail because he carried a stick that was on fire 7 years ago. So he's facing 10 years in prison now. Because 7 years ago, he was at a protest rally where there was a stick that he had that he had on that was on fire allegedly. <laughs> so he has to go to jail for 10 years. Yeah, this is the same country that's like, oh, and yeah, Chauvin, the Der- the George Floyd guy, yeah, life in prison, you know, uh huh. Tried to tried to have Kyle Rittenhouse put in jail forever. Like, are you telling me there's not like a a fight going on here? David Zegarak, Winnipeg runs over. I don't know, at least five people they know of. Attempted mass murder, an act of political terrorism. He's Oh, he's on house arrest. Yeah. Yeah, his punishment is go to your room and take your supper with you. Mom, give me some more cake. Like, oh. He's just sitting there living on DoorDash and, you know, Nintendo. Beating off to weird. He's, he's a convicted uh, child. Uh, Either, either of having child porn or, or luring a child or something like this. Real real awesome guy. Antifa, right? Who, of course, the Canadian Anti-Hate Network supports. They've numerous times said that. So I guess, I mean, they've, I, don't, I don't think they've ever denounced David Zegarak. Have they? Have they done that? Are they going to claim that one? There's two, uh, there's two sides to the justice system, depending on what your beliefs are. Because the, uh, the, the justice system, everything. The, uh, they've been working away, man, since the 60s. Ideological capture is nearly complete. They own all, all the important things. They're all they're communists everywhere. And they don't even know they are. No, I know you can't. You don't even know what that is, Karen. I know you me. Yeah, you are. <laughs> yes, you are. I know you me. Yes. Yes, you are. I just think. Oh, you just think. Let me see. What do you just think? Uh, is it what everybody else thinks all the time? And coincidentally, what's just happened to be on TV this morning? You know? Is that what you just think? How is it that I know everything you're going to say before you do? Have you ever? Has that ever worried you at all? Some of these people, right? As soon as they start, I'm already like, they're going to say this, and then I'm going to say that, and then they're going to say this to that, and then I'm going to say that. And they're going to go, fuck you! And I'm going to go, yep. Every time, and it's like, you're all the same. You're all just pre, you're following a script, and it doesn't work because it's not real. It doesn't work with, like, I'm real, that's not. And you lose. Rock, paper, scissors, real life. Bye, you lose. Okay? Check in on Sweden. How's Sweden's doing good, right? And they don't. I think I played this the other day, well didn't I? Into the Swedish culture and society, and they're unemployed. And so this news poor. crew is like, "Oh, we're going to see if good Sweden is the poor migrants." And their youth 
all of the migrants have come to Sweden and uh, don't. Oh no! Oh no! The poor migrants. Youth culture either. But not everyone is hostile. Oh, okay. Yeah, my cousin lives in Melbourne. Not everyone is hostile. Oh, so oh, so some of them don't try to kill you immediately. Wow, that's a stunning endorsement. I'm so glad they're here. Friendly. And happy to talk. But it doesn't last. But what happened next changed everything. <laughs> Being attacked in the street by a bunch of angry men seemed to have a twist on the day. The police leave, and as we prepare to go... Young men masking oh. their faces. The police are gone, and look what happens. Arrive. Good, you're doing good. You're doing good. Yeah. Okay. Very right. good. Take it easy. Okay, you too. And attack. Go. <laughs> In his own country, a bunch of Somalians are right. In in the in a good world, in a in a country that makes sense. Well, in Diagalon, for example. That guy is now, he's allowed to shoot him dead. This is a citizen shooting a non-citizen. This is a, you know, no. You're not even supposed to be here. You basically don't matter to me, right? You're elite. You're not even, why are you here at all? You're just here stealing shit and throwing things at people. Like, this is my house, dickhead. That's one of my guys. Yeah, he's allowed to shoot you. Good job. Good shot, Larry, by the way. Right in the neck, right in the dick. Right the neck of his dick. Dick neck shot. <laughs> but no, but no. Uh, they'll let them attack, molest, rape, kill, you know, and then they'll say, well, it's not really their fault. They're migrants and, you know, generational trauma and, oh, you know, racism and white supremacy. It's already happening. Every day, there's some kind of case in the States where it's like, you know, bail granted. Oh, look, charges dropped or reduced to near nothing. All he did was break in and rape and kill everybody. He didn't mean to. He's a good boy. Oh, another stabbing at the mall, huh? Yeah, anyway, it's good everywhere, all around. What's he going to do with that mic boom? Come on, dude. <laughs> this woman has no survival instincts. There's no need to be unkind. Yeah, just talk sense to them, lady. All the, are all the strong, powerful whammon getting a good look at this? Real life? If you just talk to them with compassion so they know that you're like friendly and on their side, they'll listen. They're sweetheart, little sweetie babies. The gang's attention turns when a local intervenes and drives his mobility into the most violent attack. She, so you had to be defended by a guy in a mobility scooter in Sweden. This is what it's down to. This guy comes off, off camera. It's Swedish Frankie in his wheelchair. The gang's attention turns. He's got more balls than anybody. Take this, you scumbag! Valhalla! <laughs> what happens to him? They're over there fucking with him now. They're not even filming that! He's probably getting killed! Go back, you bitch! What are you doing? 
thing. What are you doing? You left him there. You left the guy. He saved your life and you left him to die. And he was in a wheelchair. Oh my God. I've never noticed this. I never watched the whole clip. Oh, a local intervened. This guy in a mobility scooter takes out this, this, this migrant guy. And then they all swarm him as the camera crew gets away in a tunnel and the clip ends. He's probably dead. Oh, man. Look at him. Look at him. Valhalla! Yeah. And then we... And then we courageously ran away as he's being mobbed off screen. <laughs> we bravely ran away. We bravely ran away. We bravely ran away. Who personally wet himself at the Battle of Notting Hill. <laughs> oh, brave Sir Robin. He bravely ran away. I didn't. He bravely ran away. away. Oh, brave Sir Robin. I never did! He nearly fought the vicious chicken of Bristol and personally wet himself at the Battle of Baden Hill. Britain's top journalist. Bald guy and ridiculous lady the third. Please listen to me, Somalian gang. There's no reason to be violent. I kill you, I rape you, I kill you. Listen, there's no need for that. If it wasn't for, you know. <laughs> I can't believe they left him to die. I can't believe I don't. Poor Frankie. We got to do something for his honor, obviously. This guy's more balls than anybody. He was like, fuck it, I don't want to live anymore in this chair. I'm taking this guy out. Oh, it is. There's one Viking left. Where's that clip? I gotta find that again. It's too good. Did I lose it? I need Brave Sir Robin. <laughs> I don't know. I can't find it. <laughs> Imagine. I've seen enough! That's Dick69! After he crashed! He couldn't fly anymore and he couldn't use his legs. He couldn't bear to see any more of it. I'm not doing this again. Don't do it, Dick! Listen, boys, it's big fun! But old Dick, you can't walk no more. And if you can't walk, you can't fly. And if you can't fly, you can't beat Dick 69, Kenny. So I'm going on one last mission, boys. I'm flying one last time, and I'm flying all the way to Valhalla.
Jesse. Has anyone ever commented on that before? A local intervened. Yeah, a crippled guy saved you from death and he probably died. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Does anyone in Sweden know if he's alive? Like, someone... How old is this clip? Dick 69. <laughs> Everyone was wondering where he went. Well, that's, you know... He had to bail out. It didn't go well. You know, he crashed somewhere over Sweden, and that's where he's been for a little while, and he just, he just you know... He wanted to go out like a badass. We'll see what happens to him. I don't know. Is it the end of him? Is he dead? I don't know. We didn't see him... Co- <laughs> No body? He's not dead, right? We didn't see him die. It just, he got mobbed by zombies, you know, kind of as the screen was changing and we didn't really see what happened. He could have put, I mean, it is Dick69, you know. Well, our thoughts and prayers, everybody. I want to see Facebook flag filters, thoughts and prayers. Everyone pray for Dick69's safe return, even though he's almost certainly dead. He was swarmed by Congolese gangsters. On the streets of Malmo, <laughs> defending a British camera crew who were being pelted with debris and attacked by men in the street after the police had fled. He's a hero. And if you deny this, Philip will have you kicked in the oblivion pit. Anyone that denies Dick 69's heroism from here on out is that is instant. Also, you're also allowed to execute those people in Diagonal too. In, on the spot. <laughs> this is a violent town. Yeah, it's not good for business, frankly. Yeah. <laughs> Economy's not great. It's very, you're right. It is very, uh, it's very testy out there. We're going to need sheriffs. Godzilla says, welcome back again to YouTube. Ragecast's gateway drug to the secret entropy accelerationist war chat. And free app that works pretty well with Bluetooth while driving to the Diagalon Waffen Fabric Factory store like I'm doing now. Welcome back again to YouTube. I'm not on YouTube right now, but maybe that's what he means. Maybe he means the YouTube people who are forced as refugees to flee and go elsewhere where they're respected and treated like people. And where your ad revenue eye dollars don't go to Google Gemini AI kill all the white people bank accounts and the sex islands and the tunnels and the it's a creepy place it's a creepy that whole crew of people (laughs) one of the funniest things Alex Jones ever said and it's hilarious because it's I, he's probably right, but it's I don't know the way he said it, or I don't know what the fuck he was talking about. It was like some some kind of news story, you know, when they're doing the document cam, and he's flipping through the pages, and he's like reading it, and then it like kind of pans up, and he's just kind of doing one of these, and he's like doing that one, and he says, <laughs> he says, if Satan is alive on this earth, he lives in Silicon Valley. I can feel it. That's where he's living. <laughs> he's probably right. If the Antichrist is alive and it's a real dude, it's like, 
could be. Silicon Valley's a powerful place, man. I don't know. It's fucking. It's one. It's one of a, only a few locations. It would be. Where else would I? Hollywood. I would maybe accept. Pretty evil. Pretty. Pretty obviously very sick place. I don't know where he resides these days. There's Morgan maybe with the news. Where do you think the devil lives? If he was alive, where would he live on the earth? Epstein Island? That's such an obvious answer. (laughs) They already busted that place, though. It's all over. The devil had to leave. He had to go elsewhere. Isn't there some myth? I don't know this one. Or story. What is what is this? I've read this. Some, I, it's in the deep recesses of my mind. And I don't remember where I read it, and I can't remember the full story, but I f- saw somebody somewhere I read that like their version of that prophecy is like, if there is... Let's say that happens. There's some kind of figure or person or literal monster. Like, oh my god, it's a real monster! Ah, like if it, man, if it's here on the, but it can't leave. Like it's basically confined to a small area, and it has to have other people do shit for it. You know what I mean? Like basically, the brain bug from Starship Troopers is kind of yeah. It's kind of like this thing or whatever person. So. Look out for anyone real powerful and influential that doesn't seem to move very much. (laughs) They might be some kind of inhuman monster. When's the last time... Well, allegedly Rothschild is dead. When's the last time anybody saw Soros, anyway? Or, uh, I mean, Bill Gates does go on TV sometimes. We don't know if he's a hologram. I wouldn't count him out. We don't know what he's... The CIA have those weird masks. Remember that movie uh, Mission Impossible? The very first one they had those... I think it was the first one, first or second one, way back in the 90s. And it was this, oh, wow, they have these masks that you, can, you can't even tell. They're so realistic. You have no idea. It's not even a real face. And the CIA literally had those back then in the 90s. They have these crazy uh, disguises that are like, pff, like mental, right? So it's a scary world we live in. <laughs> I saw it on TV. Did you really? Are you sure? Can you really know for sure? I'm not wearing a mask. I'm not, you know. If I was, I would be more handsome than this. I wouldn't I wouldn't choose to be like a 7, you know. I would I would aim higher. <laughs> I would I would go for the top. And I would be taller. I would be at least 6 foot 3. Maybe crazy, maybe, you know, maybe 7 feet tall. Maybe I would just literally want to physically lord over everyone like some kind of Nephilim. Maybe that works. Might work for somebody. That's that's what Owen Benjamin does, isn't it? <laughs> He's like, is he like stupidly tall, like six foot nine or something? That was terrible, man. That'd be horrible. I hate like in uh, an old house I used to live in, one of the PMQs in the basement. Like the doorways. I don't know if they were old houses or what. Well, they're definitely old, but there's no way you couldn't go in. Like you had to. You had to bend down every time, or you'd or you'd walk into the stupid door, and I it drove me crazy every time I had to go to the basement. I'd be like, God damn it! And I, now imagine doing that every day, all the time. Imagine being on an airplane. It's like you're in a child's like play toy. Like, ouch, ow, all the time. 
You're just squashed into th- Ow! Like, you can't fit anywhere. I'm so tired, I want to lay down on this, like, armchair, which is a bed, but I'm a freak, and I, my legs dangle over the side. <laughs> I, have to get, I have to get a double bed in a hotel, take the mattresses, throw them on the floor, put them next to each other so I can sleep like a fucking person with any dignity. I don't know, man. I don't know about being that tall. You don't have to ask Ferry about this. I don't, I don't know if it's that good. I think he's just regular tall. I don't think he's freak show tall, though. I mean, like, seven feet. Imagine being seven feet tall. Oh, my God. It'd be so weird. You're. It's like, I don't know. It would be weird, man. I think it would be strange. <laughs> imagine uh, the first time. Imagine you're with your friends. There's like six or seven of you. And it's the olden days. There's no, there's not even really newspapers or anything. There's not even radios. There's nothing. It's just like that. And then the first time ever you come across someone who's like seven foot one. (laughs) And you're just sitting in a room all together. He's looking at you. You're all looking at him. And you're like, this is weird for everybody. No one is comfortable in here now. Like, no. (laughs) Uh if we don't make fun of them, they'll become too powerful, guys. You got to chop those trees down. You got to bring those tall guys back down to, the, to earth, or they'll listen. You want Nep- the Nephilim will come back? Is that chop them? Chop every chance you get. Right in the right in the back of the knee. Ah! Right in the shin. Ah! <laughs> get them. Fairies. I feel personally attacked. What are we talking about? Littlefoot says I was going to say something to make you like me even less. Like Rachel using mayo as lube or something, but instead I'll just give you three bucks. Well, you said it anyway. That's gross. That's really gross. I don't... I don't even... The danger cats would even go there. You guys even... I I put a sticker on my can. Can you see that one? I think so. (sighs) Making all people mad with their jokes? It's hilarious. They don't get it. I'll cancel you! We just sold out three more shows because, thank you. Thank you for giving us exactly what we wanted. (laughs) Oh, man. Life's fun. Life is fun if you're, you know, living it and not just watching it happen on TV or through video games or movies and living vicariously through other people because you're too scared to exist. You know? That would be sad. What is that that floating around? I saw that. What? No, there was something. It was on the screen. It looked like an orb of... I don't know what it could be. It could be Ebola. Did anyone follow you home? Are there Jews outside? Are they pumping something into the room? Is there gas coming in? Can you check? You should check. Somebody should check. I don't. You, they saw it. What was that? I don't know. It was like a little dust thing. Anyway, I got. I'm getting all distracted. Yeah, yeah. The listener saw it. Camby says, hubby called, and I swear if he comes home with an accent, I'm going to feed him to the bees. An accent from where? Where did he go? And that's a lot of bees. That's more bees. That's like 13 or 14 bees. That's a lot of bees. We should release the bees on the communists. That's what we should do. Next time they go for a march, hit him with the bees, guys. I don't know when there's a proper time to play this, but uh, I just, it's just my sense of humor. 
I get. I don't know. I some people don't get it. I guess, but <laughs> it's just funny as fuck. For no other reason, I just think this is funny. You know, a lot of people say the best revenge in life is success. Because you because you see all these kinds of Instagram videos all the time. There's all, there's some kind of one. It's some kind of inspo, fucking moto video of somebody like you know, and it's usually just you know gay. But then this happens. How what the real best way to get revenge is? If you just go out there into the world and crush it, that'll get it. That'll show them. Yeah. Wrong. That's a loser mentality. Exactly. Yeah. The best revenge is to actually follow someone when they leave their work. Okay. You're in your car and you follow them. Right. And when they're walking down their street towards their home, you mount the curb. Wow. Okay. And you actually mow them down. <laughs> and when they bounce off your windshield and are laying on the ground struggling to breathe, you go up and lean down and whisper in their ear, gotcha. I mean, that's just a much more satisfying <laughs> way to get revenge than becoming successful. That's what I'm talking about. That's fantastic. You know, a lot of people say the best revenge. <laughs> Oh my goodness! That's how it's done! <laughs> Mackenzie's a dancing vehicular motivated terrorist attack! Wasn't my idea, it was his. He's a crazy American guy, I think, probably. Don't blame him. I mean, don't blame me. Yeah, no, blame him. Don't blame me. Blame him, because he's in another country. There's nothing you can do about it. You blame me, he'll fucking charge me with something else he'll make up. Hey! They, might, they should have just called it the Anti-Jeremy McKenzie Act. Let's be real. Did you guys read what's in there? It's very. There's a very specific type of person that is really, like, right in the pocket you know what I mean? It's real funny. It was originally called the Anti-Hate Act. Did you know that? When they first tried to ram this through years ago, and then the election scrubbed the whole thing. Before then, it was called the it was that was the name of it. It was called the Anti-Hate Act because anti-hate helped write it. Who do you think they had in mind? Ha! <sighs> yeah. Well, just make them illegal. Try it. Do it. I love this timeline. Do you know what happens after that? This has all happened before, right? You know this. Okay, do it. Whatever. I'll play. I'll be, I'll be a dance partner. We'll dance all night long. Me and you under the moonlight. The pale moonlight. Am I the devil or are you? One, one of us must die. <laughs> Coming this summer. No one has a cure for his mental illness. There's no other way to cope. Living in Canada is proven to drive you insane. Almost as insane as Germany. So this is Miss Germany. This uh, not great looking Iranian woman. I see. 39 year old Iranian woman. <laughs> <laughs> Do we need this to come on? You know? Yeah, that's legit. No, no, no. This is just this is just normal. It's just happening everywhere all the time. 
And it's always been this way, just like Judeo-Christian values. Because time started, world history started right in 1945. That's when it began. Everything before that never existed. Nothing, nope. It's important to remember that. And, and everything happened in a vacuum, too. Things just happened for no reason. Everything just popped out of nowhere because crazy, because crazy stuff was going on. And don't look into it ever or we'll put you in prison for the rest of your life. Okay? Okay. Because it would be hateful. It would be hateful. Don't want to be doing that. Uh, we don't have much of a, a great reputation internationally either. The Prime Minister was just in Poland and the... The politicians asked him if he was advising on how to block people's bank accounts. Well done. Some politicians in Poland have taken the swipe at Canadian Prime Minister Justin during his recent visit to Warsaw, where he engaged in discussions with Polish Prime Minister Donald Tusk. His name is Donald Tusk. <laughs> Okay, on matters relating to international security. Mm -hmm. This guy, who is this guy? Look at his picture. Seriously, he's like, "Yep, I'm rocking this. This is his, this is what he's going with." And he's doing. <laughs> Did he advise on how to block bank accounts of protesters? <laughs> This smug European guy's giving you shit. Yeah, we're a laughing stock. Uh, and we're stepping up uh, in every way we can because we know that Russia must uh, win this war. It's a, sorry, that Ukraine boy. must wow. win this war uh, against Russia. Yeah, oh well. Thank you. Okay, thank you very much. He knows what's going on. He clearly does. Look at the fall. He's like, great job, idiot. Great job. Good for you. That was great. You're so smart. I can't wait until you're gone. I fucking hate you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks, Poland. You know, we're looking out for them, sort of. Not really. We've never. We totally fucked them over lots of times. <laughs> uh, let's, there's Bernie McBurney. I don't know. We want to get into that right now. Oh, the government's lying and stealing again. We know that. The war must continue, of course. Here goes our... Our get the libs out hero. Lots of warmongering going on. There's enough drugs in this country to kill ooh, everybody. Everybody. It's just wide open. Wide open. The online harms bill is still going forward. What else? Yeah. Crime exploding. <laughs> Brampton's been completely taken over. I mean... Yeah, and of course, there's the war. It's uh, taking some significant escalations. Uh, honestly, it's kind of starting to get a little, little worrying, a little, a little creepy out there. So now the French are actually saying, maybe we'll just send our army to Ukraine to fight the Russians. Ah. <sighs> He's openly discussing the possibility of sending European soldiers to Ukraine to fight the Russians, which would, without a doubt, trigger World War III between major nuclear powers. His jingoistic words came just at the end of a summit held in Paris in support of Ukraine, which involved 20 mainly European leaders. 
He said of efforts to arm the Ukrainians with more advanced weapons, people used to say, give them just sleeping bags and helmets. But he emphasized that now nothing should be ruled out. I see. He admitted there's no yet consensus on sending troops to Ukraine, but he laid out, we will do anything we can to prevent Russia from winning this war. <laughs> Man, it's crazy how dedicated they are to this. This, this doesn't make... Uh, it does, I mean... Whose war is this, really? That's, I mean, that's what you're... It's really hard to say. Because this has nothing to do with any of us. Or the French or so on. But they're, they're this staunchly, you know, committed to this. So that means their corresponding overlords are this committed to this. If I didn't know any better, I'd almost have to say, is it possible that we're being deliberately, systematically destroyed and being set up to fight a war we can't win on purpose? That seems to be what's happening, because when you think about it, uh, all of our weapons have disappeared, all of our money has disappeared, all of our soldiers are sick, everybody's uh, overwhelmed, the country's being drowned in migrants, we have... uh, an incredible amount of social tension, economic instability, cost of it. We are really not strong right now. And uh, now they're like, let's kick it up a notch. Or, oh, really? We're not, we're not dealing from a position of strength here, and they're, they want to bet more. That's not what you do. That's not what, this, is, this is just foolishness now. Well, it always was, but we're not, now we're getting really ridiculous. To the point that I think the people in charge are betraying us and and getting us killed on purpose otherwise i i can't seem to reconcile uh i i don't understand otherwise these decisions because you're you're talking about risking a war so devastating it'll set us back probably a hundred years because you don't want the russians to own a few hundred kilometers of territory in Ukraine. I see. That, that seems uh, seems foolish. And they'll say, no, no, they're, they're going to invade. They're going to take over the world. Like, no, they're, they're not. Uh, they're not capable of doing that. That's crazy. And, you, you know, we've been the aggressors this entire time. It's been very clear what's happening. Now they've just—they've also just inducted Sweden into NATO now. So another another uh, aggressive act, another addition to the team. Like they're going around drafting other countries to beef up as strong as possible. Like this is very seems like it's going to happen, guys. And they're just stalling for time. That's what Ukraine is. But at the same time, I don't th- like. They've seen all of, a bunch of our weapons now. They've seen our tactics, our training. They've got all kinds of intelligence on how we operate. They've probably cracked some of our codes and everything. The Russians have millions of men on the field, battle-hardened, trained. They've seen it like they're ready to go, and they've been on a, an, their economic war footing for, I think, over a year now. They've got factories producing tanks and weapons and sh- around the clock like it's the old days. 
And we're over here like, I don't know which bathroom I'm supposed to go in. I don't know who I feel like today. And somebody thought it was a good idea. And not just in Canada either, which I find interesting. Britain did this. Germany did this. Although not nearly as bad. Poland didn't do... They kept on... They held on to a lot of their stuff. But uh, France did. England did. Canada definitely did. I know America dumped a ton... Like, a bunch of us uh, just emptied our weapons reserve. Like, ammunition... Canada has, like, no ammunition, I understand. Like, none. We don't have any. So if someone attacked us right now, we would be like, we don't have any bullets, so you win. Uh, (laughs) And you know how hard it is? Like... We have to make more, obviously, right? And there's a massive war going on already, so the demand is going there. We don't have a stockpile of weapons or ammunition. Okay? And if you want to buy more, can you make more? Well, guess what? We don't have any major weapons factories in Canada, do we? We have to buy them from other people. You know what they're doing? They're selling to the highest bidder. You know who the highest bidder is? Not us, because we're broke. So we're actually at the back of the line. All these artillery guns we gave away, APCs, tanks, drones, vests, night vision, helmet, guns, machine, all of it, back of the line. It'll be 10 years, 20 years before we get this stuff back, if we do. And they knew that when they did this. They, they When they made these decisions that, like... What do you think the odds are that I know this and like, oh, the general doesn't? Oh, they didn't. Uh, I don't know. Nobody said anything. They were just like, yeah, sure. Just sell the farm for nothing. Not even sell it, guys. We didn't even sell it. We gave it a Here, have it. Have it. Have all of our guns. Have all of our tanks. Have all, you know. So then when it's time for the big show against the Russians and inevitably the Chinese and probably the Iranians and anybody else that wants to get on this, get in on this, uh, toppling the empire gangbang that it's going to turn into turkey's probably going to flip sides and fight for them i would bet you and uh the alliance falls apart very quickly and then we're at their mercy so that's a good time and we don't have any bullets we don't have any guns everybody's sick the i mean you can't get a doctor (laughs) nobody's healthy what are you gonna do who are you gonna draft you're gonna draft children they're obese the kids are obese what are you gonna do are you gonna draft? Are you gonna draft the migrants? They're not doing that. They're gonna fight you here instead. Country's gonna collapse. You're gonna so you're gonna draft the native population. You're gonna draft all the the white guys and send. Really, that's not gonna work either, guy. What's your plan? What's your plan? Cause uh, we're in not in good shape. We can put maybe a few thousand guys on the field. Total, the entire country. That's it. That's what we got. That's that's like one objective for one Russian unit that'll take an afternoon. That's your. That's it. Why are we even involved, guys? This is reckless and, and insane. Anyone participating in this, and and because the potential. For a devastating outcome is severe. What kind of are you? Are they? Are these people adults or not? See, I'm an adult, right? You know what adults are supposed to do is uh, stop people from doing recklessly dangerous things, right? Like drinking and driving. If your friends are bla- are shit housed drunk, and like I fucking drink, and you're just like, bye, have a good time. What kind of person are you? Oh, what happens? Oh, I don't know. They might kill somebody themselves. Other people crash into a house, blow up. I don't know. And you were just like, oh, well, not my problem, right? 
these are these are insane things they're saying. And and for what? The potential for horrible outcomes is enormous. So anyone cheering this along and saying we need to escalate things and we need to bring it up like so you're cheering on the most direct threat to the destruction of the world that we've ever seen in history that's what you're like yes let's get closer to that because that's because i'm insane let's not talk like people let's just have a massive war and over what by the way in a sentence, in one sentence, what is it? What's this about? Oh, Putin invaded the thing and he's mean. Really? That's why you're going to blow up the world? You know, this happens like all the time, right? Countries invade, like this is something that's been happening since for- forever. Uh, that It's called war. It happens all the time. You don't You don't kill everyone on the earth over it. They had a fight, okay, you got involved, your guy lost, it's over. Give them what they want, let's all move on with our lives. That's how it works. And you're like, no, no, let's destroy civilization. Not me, but I mean your kids. I want your kids to go die in a hopeless conflict. Well, I hide because I'm the government. I'm important. I stay here. You and your kids go get melted by Russian artillery, I stay here and hide underground. Deal? No, no deal. No deal. You and your children are going to be handed over to the Russians as prizes to do with whatever they want. We're going to confiscate your net worth, everything you've ever touched and owned, your whole family, and you're going to be given away. Like tro- They're going to put you in a zoo in China next to the panda bears, and they're going to go, look, look at the Canadian sloth politician, the potato people. Look at them. Their natural habitat. It'll just be a just be a big pig trough filled with fake money. And that's where you're gonna live. You'll love it there. You'll love it there. Honorable member for Vimy. Mr. Speaker, two years ago, Russia massively expanded its illegal and unprovoked attack against Ukraine. Let's stop there. Illegal why? As opposed to what? How do you legally how do you legally uh, invade a country? Were they were they supposed to clear this with you first, Annie? Uh, Annie didn't give this the green light. Do, do, <laughs> what century are you living in? Do you do you have any self awareness at all? to the idea that we illegally waged war on like 20 countries just in the time that I was in the military? Like half of the world is on fire that we, you know, illegally... What are you talking about? Remember Libya? Yemen? Somalia? Ethiopia? Sudan? Syria, you remember Syria, don't you? Iraq? Afghanistan? Is any of this ringing a bell? Hello? Illegal war? Oh, wait. It was, oh, because our team did it, so it's okay, and they're automatically... So you're a moron. And the second thing you said was without provocation? Oh, really? So the 13 bases the CIA had been using to operate 
a clandestine war against the Russians in the last 10 years that's just been recently uh, given to the New York Times on a silver platter. Uh, the proxy war and the civil war and the coup that was waged against the legitimate government of Ukraine and installed with Western puppets. The ethnic cleansing that took place in eastern uh, Ukraine. Many cities saw mass killings. And then a civil war began that lasted for years. One side was defending itself against the brutal, murderous regime that you love so much to the point that the Russians could take no more. And after numerous warnings and after numerous peace treaties that said you wouldn't do this, you broke your word. The Russians were forced to invade to put an end to the killing. And you say that it's an unprovoked illegal attack. Annie, I'm going to suggest that you don't know what you're talking about. And you just got a stone cold stunner from a guy on the internet and you're supposed to be running the country. I don't think you're good enough. I don't think you're qualified. But that's just 12 seconds of you talking. Already you've said things that are very upsettingly dumb. So let's see. There's a minute more. Guys, I can't do a minute of Annie. Can you? Can anyone? Who thinks they can? If I can do 30 seconds without saying anything, I'll be I'll be. I'll be getting I'll be impressed with myself is what I'll be. So let's do this as a challenge to myself. Two years later, we are commemorating those who have died defending their homeland. Courageous and audacious Ukrainians who are fighting for their identity, their democracy, their history, their language. We'll always stand with Ukraine. Besides taking in 200,000 refugees, we have provided 13 billion. You mean like when you stood by them with the, the maiden revolution? And the coup and the killing and the ethnic... Is that what you mean by standing by them? Or was that was it after... Was it after that? I mean, I don't... ...dollars of military and humanitarian aid. Let's not... Re- $13 billion. That's why there's kids in Canada that don't get to have Christmas. Because Annie, who's clearly an expert decided just you know 13 billion dollars that i mean what would we do with that anyway we would just waste it wouldn't we we would just we would just spend it on candy we're not responsible like annie and the government we're not qualified we wouldn't know what to do with it i know where i'd start annie i'd start with the people downtown freezing to death in a bunch of tents that's a start. I mean, that's literally right outside. You you have to look at it on your way to work every day. I mean, I, it boggles the mind. No? Oh, it has to go into this war machine that you, you know nothing about. You probably, I know what, I guarantee it actually. She spent more time perfecting this look and this outfit that she's wearing right now, selecting exactly those glasses and getting her hair cut exactly that way. She spent more time engaged mentally in that process than she ever has regarding the Ukraine war. And here she is deciding what to do with $13 billion of your dollars. How does that make you feel? Ignore the, ignore the team color at the bottom, all right? Grow up. You're, you're management class now. You don't play for the teams, okay? You're at the executive level. 
They're all employees. They're all just different teams, whatever. Political class. Not us. Them. That's a them right there. Probably a millionaire. Probably a, perhaps a multimillionaire. Has no idea what she's talking about. Hey, let's just bankrupt the country for something I have no idea what's, I don't know what's going on, but don't I look cute? It's incredible that these people are tolerated. And I, I think they know that on some level. I think they all know that they're frauds. That's why they keep asking for these security increases and they're hiring security. and they're hi- Every year, it's like, oh, we've had to spend so much more on security and armed guards and police and cop and all that. that none of them feel safe. People are constantly you know, angry. And, yeah, because they're destroying the country and they know they don't know what they're doing. And they're all living, like, I good. I'm glad they're living in fear. I would be too. If I was responsible for destroying a whole country because I was so fucking stupid and corrupt and lazy, I would feel at least, hopefully, some guilt. But I don't even think they feel, if they felt guilt, they would quit, wouldn't they? So it's not guilt that they fear. Or, or it's not, they don't feel guilt. Or it's fear. It's fear that their pig trough may get taken away. And they're snarling at you like a little, Mary! they're all going to, no, mine. Wait list for a doctor, 10 years, 13, 14 billion dollars for a war I don't understand right now, today, I can do it right now. We have provided 13 billion dollars of military and humanitarian aid. Let's not repeat the mistakes we made before World War II. Ukrainians are fighting and dying against tyranny for all of us. To quote Churchill about the goal, it is victory. Victory at all costs. Victory in spite of all terror. Victory. So what else did you do, Annie? You, you Googled a Winston Churchill quote you thought would sound nice. Do you have any idea what you're talking about? Do you know how many people Winston Churchill killed and had killed? How much mayhem and carnage? That, that guy, he was an evil man, Annie. Do you not know this? Of course you don't. You never, you've never looked into any of it. Winston Churchill as a voice for fucking sanity and peace, huh? He's a bit, one of the biggest warmongers that ever lived and is directly responsible for the deaths of tens of millions of people, Annie. But okay. That's fine. We'll just... And you're giving your war speech like, we have to fight. Da, da, da. Are you? So I, I assume you're not going. You seem... You look pretty old. You look like one of these old witch losers. Just trying to hang on, you know? She's trying so hard to look like she's only, you know in her late 30s or early 40s, but she's clearly not, you know, it's just ridiculous. And this is, this is what's, this is who's in charge now. World War II, Ukrainians are fighting and dying against tyranny for all of us. To quote church. And what do you mean? Against tyranny? Are you, so, okay, so Russia is Hitler and Ru- Putin's going to take over the world because bad guys and good guys and we're all six years old and come get your cupcakes. Right, Annie? Permitting people like this to talk and not ruthlessly, and I don't mean, oh, with all respect. No, you can't respect this person. This person is not worth any respect. 
This person is worth nothing but ridicule, scorn, and loathing. This person is a warmongerer. This person plays fast and loose with not just any war, nuclear war, millions of lives, maybe tens of millions of lives. Who cares? Endless amounts and sums of money as their own people lay dying in the street. This is not a good person. This is not a respectable person. This is a parasite entirely consumed with self-interest, and it doesn't care who dies around it as long as she looks cute and her nice new glasses right annie right girl you get them girl you they never thought you could be look how powerful you is girl people like you are the reason tens of millions of people get killed because somebody let you have a job they for some reason thought you could handle it somehow someone thought it was a good idea to let you have your hands on anything now we're looking down the barrel of catastrophe because there's an Annie here, there's an Annie there, everybody's fucking Annie these days. My God. Victory at all costs. Victory in spite of all terror. Victory. However long and hard the road may be, for without victory there is no survival. We and our allies will continue to provide aid until that victory is achieved. Slava Ukraini. Oh my God. She said it. She even said it. So uh, when the war is over, guys, the Russians and the Chinese, they're probably going to want their pound. And I'm just saying, like, I'm just being up front right now. Uh, when they ask for all the criminals to be brought to justice, Annie's definitely getting put on that bus, guys. Okay? All of the people clap. Yo, that's a great speech. Consider yourselves, you know, we will definitely hand you over to the Russians, no doubt. Abs- instantly. No one's going to hide you. People will, there'll actually be rewards for you, probably. There'll probably be uh, decks of cards that go out, you know, with your faces and stuff on them and what the reward is for finding you uh, so that we can bring you to the, uh, to the Russians to face war crimes uh, tribunals. And, and it'll be fun. It'll be a Canadian national sport. We'll get to bond uh, with each other, hunting the criminals that cause the deaths of countless people because they're stupid and reckless with their responsibilities and thought they knew they, they could just do whatever they wanted. You know, it's it, everybody gets to win here, guys. I think it's fun. You know, you guys are. Uh... <laughs> oh, Annie, World War Two. Let's hear for some. And it, I'm sure it's just a Canadian uh, phenomenon, but it isn't. This is in London. This is the mayor of London, England. Let's check out democracy in action. Hello. I'd just like to say, I'm a member of Britain Purse, yeah? Why are we giving all our money away to foreign aid and stuff like that? Why are we not helping veterans? Immediately the handler comes in. The homeless veterans that are sleeping on the streets. Oh, no, never mind. Why aren't we helping homeless veterans and why are we giving our money away to foreigners? Without a word, he turns and walks away because he's not worth an answer. He doesn't have an answer. That's not a man. That's just an empty suit nobody. He's not the mayor of anything. This guy, whoever this is, his handler has more authority than he does. He's just a stooge. He just says what he's supposed to say and does what he's supposed to do. He's totally concerned with himself. He's probably thinking about a new pair of shoes he wants to buy. How can you call yourself a leader of the people and have your people stop you in the street with concerns and you treat them like this? You just ignore them and walk away like you're too good yeah. for it. Why are we giving all our money away to foreign aid and stuff when like that? When was this anyway? Because they all got masks on. This wasn't recent. 
the homeless veterans that are sleeping on the streets, sir. I'm asking you a question. Why are you walking away? That's damn right rude. Yeah, he's, Sadiq. You're probably going to get what's arrested. What's wrong with you, man? <laughs> you Listen, know, I'm not going to chase after you because that's not me. But why are you letting our country go to such a shithole that it is at the moment? Look. Because it's not his country, man. His name is Sadiq Khan. He doesn't care about England. He doesn't care about the... Bro. Sometimes it is what it looks like. This guy is only in it for himself. He doesn't He doesn't give a shit. None of these people do. They wouldn't be there if they did. After our own people, this is England. This ain't Bangladesh. This ain't Pakistan. This is England that we're living in. Not yet. That's where we are, okay? That time you've done your job, you'll be out anyway, you dickhead. Pretty based. Good for him. Everyone should be doing that everywhere all the time. They should be totally like, we don't go in public anymore ever. It's way too dangerous. There's way too many angry people. It's just, no. In a sane world, that's where we would be. Um, and, and in a lot of ways, that is how it is. Not, they can't travel in public. They don't publish their, their, uh, their schedules anymore. They're all being, on all sides, they're being confronted by angry members of the public that want them to do something about what's happening. And they don't know how to do things. They only know how to do what they're told. And they're not being told to do anything about anything, so they just eh, waffle, hide, block, delete, don't allow, censor. Eh, eh. They're not. They don't do. Any, they're not leaders, and eventually they're going to be revealed, and they're going to be swallowed up and eaten. Real ones will be pushed to the forefront by the, you know, inescapable tide of will behind all the people that are uniting every day, collaborating and networking, getting bigger and bigger. More and more powerful. They're empowering each other, and and it's just it's just still rolling along. They will inevitably produce people, and they are going to be so much more than you can contend with. It's going to be hilarious, and you're just going to get folded right over, right over, just like an old sweater. Let's just, we're just doing laundry with you. It'll be that easy. <laughs> that's gonna be dirty right wait till they start it where do they start killing us that's coming soon and then they'll be letting the killers off with nothing and they'll maybe call them heroes and then it's like we're pretty much pretty pretty near in civil war at that point if they're just allowed to kill people and in, in no you know with no uh no due process applied as it would be to anybody else and uh i they've gone this far with it why wouldn't they go all the way? They're writing these laws to get just us, right? They're going to put us in jail for life because you're not a protected class. The only protected class there isn't on there is uh, white guys. Interesting. Interesting. Straight white guy. Oh, well, you. You are going to have to go to jail for the rest of your life. <laughs> or you're going to have to go fight in Ukraine. One or the other. Cool, 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 cool. Well, I'll just fight you right here, right now, I guess, because this is crazy. This is a crazy place. Land of the fake says, "Have you have you guys even made a space igloo yet?" No, no. Our leaders sold out our uh, aerospace engineering program a long time ago. The Avro uh, company was uh, world class, and then you know they went to America, where the money is, because our leaders were too stupid to uh, retain them. And they just didn't do what was necessary. They let them get scooped up. The Americans pulled some shenanigans and we lost them. 
So we don't have space anything. We, I think we have a giant arm for some reason. I think it's to jack off the spaceship. I don't know what it does. There's an arm in space, and it like brings people coffees or sandwiches. I don't, I don't know. The Canadian arm is in space. It was such a cope, too. I even knew that as a kid, right? Like it's something you're supposed we were supposed to be real nationally proud of. Like, oh, you know, the Canadian arm is in space. And it's the they get nobody else has an arm in space, but we do. And I'm like, what? An arm on what? It's like, oh, it's attached to the American space station. So they built a whole space station and we like added a crane and these Yeah, basically. Okay. Cool. Can we move on? Like, that's not really that. It's just a. Okay, cool. Engineering. But I mean, if it was just that, like if, if the only thing in space was a robot arm that we made, that would be kind of cool. But it's kind of overshadowed by like the whole uh, space station with people floating around in it, you know, allegedly doing experiments and fucking each other somehow. They, You know, they are. You know, they would be right. Imagine there's signs of it, you know? In real life, there's physical signs that people have been up to some shenanigans, you know? Visibly on their face, on their body, maybe, on their clothing. Maybe in the room. Maybe there's a... But in space, there would be, there'd be physical <laughs> things floating around. I too gross I, I can't do it philip will i won't i mean you want to talk about space jizz you talk to him i don't uh we're not doing that here so we have a we have an arm that yeah whatever whoop de doo <laughs> for some reason that's the way my mind is I'm, i always feel guilty believe it or not all the time so it's, it's a character defect <laughs> as soon as i say that joke i'm like watch now it'll be somehow the the son of the creator of the canada arm loves this podcast and he's like man you know and i'm like oh for fuck what were the odds dude it is cool it's just i'm just saying the teachers were like it's the fucking greatest thing ever and i'm like not really i mean objectively i'm only 10 but i mean it's attached to a huge i mean it's like you you brought a you brought a cappuccino machine to the death star and i'm supposed to be proud of that like like you have low standards man like i remember that i remember when i felt like canada has low standards because america's always like and the only thing we had was hockey and it was like we beat them somehow at hockey and like there now we're fucking we're better than them because we're better at them than one thing ever that's one thing that we're better at and then 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 they sunk a pile of money into their hockey program and they're almost as good as ours now so it's like well we almost used to be well Come on! Don't you want to do? Don't you want to be better than that? Why is everybody? Why is everybody up here okay with just being like, eh, whatever, man? I don't even want to win. I don't even want to have a nice life. I don't even want to live. Ah, I want to be algae. Eh. Like, what the hell's wrong with you? Where'd your soul go? Did it get sucked out? They sucked your soul right out of you, didn't they? The brain bug got you. I love the Starship Troopers meme. I want to keep it alive as long as possible. I've been, I I might have started that one, guys. I was doing the It's Afraid joke like two years ago. 
I think I put the seed out there, and it's like it's just legitimately a great comparison. The brain bug is going around sucking people's souls out, and it's becoming more powerful. It's out there somewhere. I think it's at CERN. It might be in Switzerland. But it could be in Silicon Valley. Alex Jones might be right. Where was it in his video game? He never went to Israel in his video game, did he? Is that an extra level? It's a download patch. It's a DLC you have to pay him extra for. The the bonus levels, you know. Have you ever played the Alex Jones bonus levels, though? Starts in the tunnel in New York, and it gets spicy after that. I'll tell you that fucking much. Um... Uh, Zanel says, I refuse to accept this. There's a chance. Oh, you're, you're talking about Dick. He wants to go back and get him. There's a chance he's made it. I'm going after him. Don't do it, man. They'll get you. Look at me. You are in Somalia now. Like, oh, God. Good luck, Zanel. Littlefoot says, even if the CF had ammo, the opposing force would just misgender us and we'd crumble. That's true. They, they, we've, we've exposed all of our vulnerabilities, guys. They know that we don't, we have a bathroom shortage for many of our doobs. They know that we don't have enough flags to properly represent all the colors of all the, all the mental illnesses, right? They know that we need to have our pronouns on our, they'll just, they'll go hard with that. They'll go hard with that. They'll blast heterosexual pornography over the, over the, you know, comms and stuff. And it's going to be too much for people. They're going to, they're going to play episodes of Archie Bunker. They're going to, you know, show you Sears catalog magazines from the 1930s, and it's going to be it's going to be rough. It's going to be bad. A lot of minds will will snap. Some of them may melt. Uh, some may burst into flames. It really depends on what kind of Pokemon character these NPC freaks are. How they melt down is always anyone's guess. There's all kinds of different creative. Some now they're just burning. Now they're just blowing up and catching fire. Um, so there's always something new they're doing, you know, they're cutting their dicks off. They're, you know, they're doing all kinds of crazy stuff. So, you know, when the Pokemon hatches and it does, it does its thing. Uh, I mean, it's there, it's could be anything, you know, there's the Triglypuff thing on a, on a tricycle. That's like sucking people off in Ottawa on a glory hole. Like they're, I mean, <laughs> what's that Pokeball? Like go get them fucking jiggly sloth slut, you know? Communist! Remember Pokemon? <laughs> Zelensky's a is a fucking Pokemon. He just comes out of his ball and he's like, You have money, give it to me. I want your money. Give me money, give money to little green man. I am very short and green. I am wearing same clothes. I am a Ukrainian leprechaun. Give me money. Send, give it to me. I like drugs, cocaine, and doing gay things. Look at my catalog. I'm very gay, and I love drugs. I have wife, but it's fake. We fuck, but mostly because we are bored and crazy and do a lot of drugs. Give me money. I am Zelensky. I must uh, Russia or something. Other war, yes, whatever. I want more cars, and I love drugs. Have you mentioned this? Very small, all green. You can't miss me. I'm a little happy leprechaun. And sometimes if you can't find, go to a bathroom. I'm uh, doing cocaine with uh, George Bush. He's a pretty cool guy. I really like hanging out with him. <laughs> Let's go, George. 
You're like my little snow fairy leprechaun. <laughs> little prizes and treats just fall out of his pockets. I pick them up. It's like Easter. <laughs> Good God. Imagine if George Bush was the president right now with this going on. Oh. Oh. We have to stop Putin because otherwise it would be bad. <laughs> Good point, George. It could be stormy weather. In Russia, they were in all those Cold War movies. They were always a bad guy. Rocky Four. He took steroids. <laughs> They're cheaters. Yeah, that's right. They cheat. America would never cheat. I've, che- I've cheated. I'm cheating on drug tests all the time. If anybody is this live, <laughs> he was he was crazy. He is crazy. They're all they're all mental, man. They're all just. I don't know. You can't you can't care about people at that level. You just can't, it just it doesn't. Now watch this drive. He's like doing golf. He's like calling airstrikes while he's playing golf. Like doesn't give a shit. Back then, they're like he's on vacation all the time. Like he doesn't give a damn. Uh, the movie Vice, really good. I I might watch it again. Entertaining, and it was kind of you know I'll accept it. Um, paints uh, Dick Cheney as the real villain. He's the real brains of the operation. There's a great scene in the movie where he's like eating chicken. Who plays George Bush? I can't remember now. But uh, Christian Bale plays Col- uh, uh, Dick Cheney. He put on like 100 pounds. He gets all gross. <laughs> Christian Bale's crazy too. And he, the president is eating chicken. He's like, mmm. he's not, not paying any attention. He's drinking beer. What a nice day, Dick. Isn't this nice? What a nice day. I love Texas, man. Uh, yeah, Mr. President. Uh, I was thinking. He's like trying to ask him if he wants to be. You want to be my vice president, Dick? Um, I want to take over uh, foreign policy, energy, defense, trade. <laughs> like names off like all the important stuff. And he's like, uh huh, uh huh. I like it. That's a good idea. You should do that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I'll take it all off your hands for you. I'll take the you know I'll do all the I'll do all the boring stuff you don't want to do. <laughs> That's a good idea. I like you, man. I was like 13 years old, and I'm like, I don't think he's, I think that guy's in charge. When was this? This would have been 2002. No, I'm a little older than that, 14, 15, 16. But. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What else is going on? Yeah, we're in bad shape. Sergeant Rock says, I always felt Canada had a, uh, a strong Canada was prepared for war, but we strove to find peace first, and these ass clowns want to run into a war that we have no chance of winning. And we're f- yeah, you don't don't fight. Don't, if you go looking for a fight, you'll find one. That's how it works. And if, I mean, why do you want one? And if you do, you better be good at it, and they're not good at it. So we are not in any position to be, it's very stupid what we're doing. Like we can't stop it from happening, sure. I I would like how are we, we're not going to be able to stop the United States or France if they want to do or like there's nothing we can do about that. But we don't have to participate. 
We can control what we do. We can control where our money goes. We can control where our guns and our bombs, and we can control who we kill and who we don't kill. And I say we don't kill anybody here. I say that we don't get involved in this. Is that crazy? Am I allowed to say that? Should I go to jail for hate speech for the rest of my life? Bernie, should I get 25 years in jail? You sick freak. You bunch of warmongering psychos. Yeah, I'm the bad guy. Why do you think they all want to live forever, right? (laughs) They're scared. They're scared. Tassos Platus says, I disavow Annie Koutrakis. She's disavowed. Tassos Platus. The Greeks have disavowed her, I guess. Is it a Greek name? I'm assuming. Or it's whatever. I think you're Greek, and then that sounds like a Greek name, so I'm just making... Oh, is the Oblivion Hole is in Greece, coincidentally. They still have, you guys still have that one? The Spartan Oblivion Pit? Is that a real thing? I think it is. It should be. We're going to dig one anyway. It won't re- be really actually bottomless, but it'll be enough that, I mean, you're not going to be allowed to, like, repel down there. That's going to be illegal. And people can throw stuff, but it's like, it's going to be so deep, you won't ever hear it hit anything. So it's probably going to be very expensive. Um I heard an old Art Bell story where this guy was talking about a hole that he found, and it was like a bottomless hole. It just went forever, and they did all these tests, and they were trying to find. And it was just like it's funny how fascinated people became with this idea. It, it was not real, but like imagine if it was. They're like there's a hole out there, it's so deep, no one knows where it goes. Some say it goes to the center of the earth. People get crazy when there's a when there's a real mystery or something really. People uh, they love that. Too bad they use it to uh, distract people a lot. Uh, Larry the Loon says he's adding his two cents to the suggestion box. Drop the debut Diagonal album during the summer tour with classics like That'll Never Happen, Bro, and We'll, bra- <laughs> we'll Bravely Run Away. <laughs> that wasn't my joke. That's from Monty Python and the Holy Grail. That's brave, 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 so Robin. So Robin the Brave. He was not brave. <laughs> You have to come to Galahad, you're in terrible peril. They're like rescuing him from this castle full of these women. And they're like, oh, you must have sex with all of us, King Sir Galahad. The Lord demands it. And he's like, he does? Yes, the Lord demands it. You must. It's like 40 women. And he's like, oh, well, if I must stay, I must stay. They come and haul him out. No, no, no. I'm sorry, Galahad, we must take you away. You're in terrible peril. Can't I have a little bit of peril? Nope, you can't. It's too perilous. <laughs> I love that film. Every time. I, used, I watched that uh, so many times as a kid. It was just fascinating and hilarious. That t- that sense of humor was so bizarre. And, and you know, you kind of get used to it. And it gets boring after a while. But, man, there was something about it. That was just so stupid. It was so preposterous. It was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes people see that and they're like, oh, this, yeah, it makes sense why you're like this now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Cunning Jarger says, this guy practices the martial art of Buick as well, I see. What? Oh, the, you're talking about the guy that ran into the, ran into the, the migrants? Camby says, also, you were right. I was the only girl in my rom as a tomboy. Huh? I haven't got a, a home of being a lady. I haven't got a whole home hold of being a lady hugs dags i love you all hubby in nova scotia bees and bees oh she's oh he says like 
He called, and I swear if he comes home with an accent, I'm going to feed him to the bees. You were right. As I don't, the only girl in my mom's old. I don't know where we're going with this, but what accent? The Nova Scotia accent? You don't want it. It's an ugly one. It's not fucking good, boy. It's ugly. It's not deadly. They boys think it's deadly, but it's not. You sound fucking retarded because, well, you're, you're fucked, bud. Sound like your brain's all twisted up. It's full of fucking ramen, old moldy fucking cereals been laying out in the, out in the sand. It's all soggy. So it seems like it's probably going on in your fucking head, right in your dome there. So try as not to talk too much anywhere you fucking goes. <laughs> People figure you out. So we must learn to talk in strange accents to fool the fool the great. We're the reverse Jews. <laughs> oh God! All right. What the hell are we doing? Soul poison. Why did I miss that one earlier? That was uh, walking style. Thanks, man. Swiss Dangles has made you look. Starts with Metallica, not Pantera. What in the fill? I know, man. And he still think it's not upside down. It never was. It's just on a little bit of an angle or something. That's all. That's all that's happening. We had to disavow Annie. That's okay. We've got lots of other people to disavow. It doesn't get any better after Annie. It only gets worse. It only gets worse. They don't care. They never. They never cared. Let's get as many of them in here as possible. And uh, it's, we have limited resources. So it's a finite amount of resources. We only have so much money. We only have so many taxi cabs and ambulances and doctors. and I mean, everything that we need to make our society work is limited. It's finite. It needs to be managed properly. And you're just dumping millions and millions of people on top of it. We didn't. It, we, it wasn't nailed down and perfect in the first place. And now any weaknesses have just been blown wide open and as a result, everybody suffers here. Good job. Let's check in on Brampton. The Globe and Mail says it's absolutely out of control. Welcome to Brampton. I need Tofu's video on, on like, standby. Tofu TV. Welcome to Brampton. It's absolutely out of control. Now they're cracking down on landlords renting out illegal student rooming houses. But that's a far-right conspiracy theory. We've gone from houses that have two people living in them to houses that in some cases, like the one across the street from me, have 13 to 15 people living in it. Yep. We just literally counted the number of different people regularly coming and going in shock. Said the change has meant her street has now more cars, noise, and garbage. She's complained to the police, bylaw officers, and city council. Not the only one. Local officials in Brampton say they've been inundated with similar complaints as homes that were designed for small families have now become makeshift student rooming houses, including one that Brampton's mayor recently said had 25 people living in it. Mm Mm-hmm. Tenants also find themselves living in illegal and unsafe conditions at times, renting spaces without privacy or proper sanitation. Oh, good times. The number one complaint we get probably is about illegal rooming houses. The mayor said in an interview, this is desperately needed. These slumlords are ruining our neighborhoods. Oh, there's slumlords now. I thought it was diversity a minute ago. It's so crazy. They'll do anything not to just say what it is. It's it's landlord, yeah, landlords, landlords, and people that are jogging and youths, fucking 
Landlords. Those damn landlords finding 25 people that just all happen to be from India, Nepal, Somalia. <laughs> uh, that's Brampton anyway. Brampton's boring. Let me go to Toronto. Oh, it's everybody's getting shot again. That's good. It's up 140%. Over last year, could this be because of the numerous ethnic gang wars that have been plaguing the country? But, or no, wait, that was also a right-wing uh, conspiracy theory, wasn't it? That this would happen. No, that was just... Oh, no. 16-year-old boy at a North York bus stop was gunned down, and only 24 hours after the shooting, a 39-year-old man was shot three times at the same intersection at Jane Street and Driftwood Avenue. Old Jane Street. Some things never change. 16-year-old boy remains in critical condition. Both victims were innocent bystanders. Middle of the day, minding your business, shot in the street. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, the police have increased community patrolling, have they? Have you considered um, decreasing the amount of people that shouldn't be here from the third world that are a bunch of animals? Maybe you get rid of them, for starters. I'm hoping it's an outlier and not a new trend, says some idiot with the zero gun movement. Yeah, the the Kalistani gang warriors are going to be real into that. They're going to stop their clandestine, you know, killings across the country, automatic weapons in residential neighborhoods and shoot blowing up planes. Oh, they never they just never heard from the zero gun violence movement before. I'm um, from Lewis. I'm sure once they hear that you're hoping that there's not a new trend of violence, they'll go, "Oh my goodness, not Lewis." All of a sudden, they're going to care about, you know, can, the Canadian homeland and feel, "Oh, I can't believe I disrespected it this much by treating it like my own personal ATM and gang wars on sandbox to play in i can't believe i did that oh not lewis oh no not lewis this year started off with bullets flying at least in the neighborhood and there's something going on there that needs to be addressed we can't wait till tomorrow to address it uh yeah it's it's your people you're shipping in from all over the world from the third world where this is normal so that's why they're doing it here because this is what they do everywhere. This is what this is what they're doing. It's what they've been doing. Why did you think they wouldn't do it when they came here? Netflix told you that it would be sunshine, lollipops, and rainbows. Everything, everything is wonderful when you're a shot at a bus stop. Is that woman pissing on the floor? And other great hits from the Toronto TTC that we're going to sell at an album, I guess, according to uh, whoever it was that said that. Oh, I'm going to go back now. (laughs) Was it Dangles? No. Larry? Yeah, it was Larry the Loon. Larry the Loon likes the show tunes, so we'll have to keep them for him. What a train yak. I just don't know what's going on. Everything's just getting violent and crazy. I have no idea why. It's probably the heat. It's probably the climate. They've tried that too. It's probably the climate change is the heat. So, yeah, they will. They will do anything. Uh, the violence is out of control in the UK especially. Now there, there's another scandal about no-go zones. Again, that's not real. It's very real. Tell these politicians to go there. Oh, yeah? Go there at night with your family and don't bring any bodyguards. Go there by yourself. 
I want, I want you to live stream it for everyone. Go by yourself with your wife and kids. Just go chill down there. Go see what happens. I dare you. Why not? Why? What's there to, why? There's nothing to be afraid of. You said so yourself. Didn't you? Send, no, no. You know what? It's so safe. I think you should just send your daughters alone. That's what I think you should do. I think you should send your daughters alone down there. If you don't think so. from this one spat in a baby's face and shouted white people shouldn't breed you remember that was that like last year or year before the conversation but the conversation is about it what is this name every no-go zone exactly you can't any evidence you do post will be dismissed and i'll bring millions of white males into the argument as some strange rebuttal i'm a very serious female mp they're all mocking her this is crazy and the labor mps no no it's it's millions of white men are beating up and killing women every year Mil- every week millions of white men are doing it every week just a hysterical insane totally uh, totally not grounded in reality statement that makes no sense dumb idiot liberal moron woman gets rattled says stupid things you're lying. There are no go zones in London, and according to Birmingham Live last year, diversity is not a strength. Immigration has brought English has brought crime to English cities. Admit it and fix it. Yeah, if only. Because people need to be punished for this. This is this is hurting a lot of people. A lot of people have been uh, hurt. Not like they're. Uh, but, you know, the Canada's, we're worried about the internet. People are going to be hurt on the internet. Online harms. Me, especially. Specifically me. The anti-hate bill, written by the anti-hate people, Bernie and his friends. This is their little bill. Specific types of harmful content. <gasps> Ooh. Content that incites violent extremism or incites, stirs hatred. Which would, so if you, it's going to make hatred. We have a hatred detector. It's powered by uranium, and it can detect it. And we're going to know. Uh huh. And you're going to get life in prison. Stiffer sentences for hate. Oh, good. Because we already had hate hate speech laws, but they're not good enough because they weren't able to put me in jail for talking. So they need to create new ones that will allow them to put me in jail for talking. You see? Because they're the good guys. They they are. These people are. This guy. This guy. Who's the Minister of Justice and the Attorney General. He's got two big jobs, actually. Do I have that clip? Or did I? It's actually pretty funny. I think Nathan had it, right? Use my brain. (laughs) Yeah. This is it here. This is the guy. He's got lots going on. Identified that the government of Canada is the client. Who's the solicitor? I'm the solicitor as well as my the the people that assist me. And or my office. And you're also part of government. That that is correct. You're in cabinet. That is correct. Yes, yeah, so you're both the client and the solicitor. 
The uh, I am uh, I wear different hats at different times. Sure. Oh. So the the problem is, what's happening is they uh, don't seem to want to talk about what's going on here, and they don't want to give a disclose the legal decision that was like what was the ruling like what was the legal decision because there must have been one right on activating the emergency act and they say they oh i can't disclose that because of solicitor client privilege of which he is both the attorney general <laughs> he is both the client and the solicitor at the same time so therefore he's just identified that the government assist me and from my and, office and you're also part of government that that is correct you're in cabinet that is correct yes yeah, so you're both the client and the solicitor Did someone just say conflict? Is that what gay? Like, come on. You should have said something like, uh, or do you say busted? Busted. That's what he said. Do you hear that? Childish this country is. That is correct. Busted. What a joke. Correct. Yeah, so you're both the client and the solicitor. The, uh, I am, uh, I wear different hats at different times. Sure. Yeah. It's not guys, it's not corrupt. They just they wear different hats at different times, okay? So he can't he can't get into it because my question is for both ministers. Do you have anything to hide? I bet. It's a pleasure to see you, Senator. No, I don't. Then why don't you provide us with a legal opinion? I think you two probably have a lot of power in cabinet. What are you waiting for? to provide us with a legal opinion. Mr. Minister, you say Justice Hulo decided this, decided that. He studied everything, but he did I not I talked to him. Remember that? Remember when I got to talk to Justice Hulo? That was fun. That was fun. Wasn't that fun, Bernie? I had fun. The legal opinion. It was refused to him. So there are two things. Either it's legal or it's unlawful. What are you waiting for? <laughs> if the legal opinion is lawful, then share it with us, and we'll clear it up immediately. Mr. Senator Carignan. You would appreciate that it is not the contents that we're trying to protect. What is critical in protecting social client privilege is- Which is you! We have, to call it, we have to protect the privilege of the client, which is me, the guy that did it, so is a relationship that ex existed, as I mentioned, for hundreds of years between right, exactly. solicitors and their clients, which promotes candor yeah. and free and full and fair advice. So you can talk to yourself and give yourself the right advice, right? My God, this place is a circus. How can anyone, how can anyone look at this country and take it seriously? It's just absolutely ridiculous. How, like, I refuse to. People are like, oh, you got to take this. No, take, why? Like, look, I can do this all day. I do do it all day. I do this all the time. And lots of people that want to criticize, you know, some of the stuff that we do. And I'm like, you don't understand. Do you have any idea how much time I spent watching these people and listening to them? Like, do you even know who they are? Do you know their names? Do you know anything? Like, they're, trust me, they're really shitty. Like, they're really outrageously bad. Okay. And it's not going to matter who sits in the big chair, guys. It, it really doesn't. And if you're attaching, you know, some kind of 
worth to yourself because you've gone all in on this guy or that guy or you've picked a team and you think, oh, well, I can't now because it, it just let it just let it go. Just walk away and let it go. They don't own you. They don't deserve you. They don't care about you. It's a one-way relationship. You exist to serve them like a slave. They don't give a shit about you. All they want from you is for you to help them get what they want. And if it just so happens to be good for you, then uh, that's nice. But if what they want happens to be the end of you, guess what? They're doing it anyway. People want to apply this kind of pie-in-the-sky idealism to their guy, and when this happens, it's going to be different, and this guy's going to change everything. It's not. There's no opposition to anything in this country, man. This war is insane, and if you can't say that, if you can't tell the truth about something that's so obvious, I mean, th- this information is not hard to find. This is well-documented. International journalists have been all over this since uh, this started, really kicked off in 2014. Ten years of this. I guarantee some of these political... Fi- oh, we got a Slava, Ukraine. You probably don't even know where it is on a map, and you probably have never even heard anything about the damn country until the last two years. Five years ago, if I told you to name me one Ukrainian, you'd be like, Arnold Schwarzenegger, shut up. Lives are at stake and millions of people are killed. Countries are destroyed, ruined forever. Endless sums of money are spilled into God knows where faster or as fast as the blood gets spilled on the ground and you'll never get either back. Those people are dead forever. All of their potential, everything they ever could have done, everything we all could have done together, gone, gone forever, wiped out, destroyed. All the money that we use to make sure that happened, we can't even give them, they can't even give them any kind of memorial. We can't even build them anything worthy of a legacy remembering because we're broke, because we sent all that money away to anything we could have done with it in the future. Anything we could have used it for to really help people, we can't because it went out the window to an endless death machine that only exists to consume more souls so it can enrich its owners. You would hope, you would pray for the love of God, that one obvious, constant, everybody knows it in the world, it's true, it's true. Stand up and point at it and say what it is. For God's sakes, you want to be the leader, you want to run the whole show, and you can't even admit, hey, has anyone noticed the giant monster in the room? No, we have to slava. And it will be conservatives who will continue to stand with the Ukrainian people now against the illegal, unjustifiable, and ego word for word bloodshed initiated by Vladimir Putin. We will stand up word for word every day and every way talking points the export of 83,000 CRV-7 missiles that the Ukrainian government What do you, asked do you even know we what that is? Call on the government to keep its promise that thus far has been broken to deliver air defense systems 400 million dollars of which were announced in January, on January 10th, 2023, Putin has said he wants our Arctic. We know that <laughs> once he defeats one country that he invades, he will move on to the next. His appetite 
for expansionism is insatiable. We stand with you uh -huh. now and always, Slava Ukraine. Insatiable, huh? Libya, Somalia, Yemen, Iraq, Afghanistan, Syria, Lebanon, Iran. Insatiable! Says 13 billion of humanitarian aid. All I got is 10. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it. New channel, man. Thank you as well. Appreciate it. Droger likes the song of the jukebox. It's a decent jukebox. Thinking done by fools and fighting done by cowards. That sums them up pretty good, I'd say. I love when people that don't know anything about war decide that they should be the authority on war and who fights in the war and who dies in, in the war and what wars we do and don't do and what happens. Like, the, the people who have no idea what they're talking about at all decide that that's what's going to happen because for some reason that makes sense. Because in everything else, you say listen to the experts, right? Doesn't it trust the experts and trust the science? Who's, a, who's more of a war expert, PP or me? I am. It's not even close. The guy's never had a job other than public service his whole life. He's a parasite. He exists to uh, be a bureaucrat and be a politician. That's what he's always done. So, uh, yeah, not a lot of war fighting going on there. But, hey, he would know. He'd be the expert. Let's do World War Three, guys. The, the guy who's, you know, arguably seems to almost certainly have experimented with men in college. He thinks we should... Uh, <sighs> send your children to die potentially if that's what it comes to we have to do any anything and every what else was in there you said all the other talking points right did you have a churchill quote or did that get cut did you cut out the quote maybe that you didn't want to use that one can't use that one. Oh man the liberals use the churchill quote oh i'll think of something else next time i mean is there another churchill quote is there a better one? Oh, it's all so exhausting they're so exhausting steven spielberg spurgberg says slava ukraine yeah, I wonder if that has anything to do with it. That is the whole government. A lot of that going on. All right. Um, and this is a good. This is really good. You're gonna like this part, guys. This is really fun. This is a good. This is a good experience for everyone. Thank, thank you, Commissioner. The question was very specific. How many times in the last five years did you interview Justin Trudeau? He was he was not interviewed, sir. Or Mr. President. They always have this guy. This is the bad guy. I don't know who half of these conservative characters are. I don't remember their names. I know who this is. You know, uh, what's this guy's name again? He looks like he looks like Gruber, doesn't he? Isn't he the guy from Die Hard? 
anyway. So, um, yeah, the RCMP seemed to have some evidence, and they're just like, yeah, we just didn't feel like doing our job because they were too busy chasing uh, this guy around. They didn't know they didn't know what the goat figurine people were doing. So we had to launch a national investigation spanning, you know, every province in cooperation with CSIS and spend untold millions of dollars finding out what the goat people were doing. Now, that's why uh, they couldn't be bothered to handle this, which is really, I mean, this isn't even really a problem. Just, you know, just listen to it. It's really, it's minor. It's nothing. Thank, thank you, Commissioner. The question was very specific. How many times in the last five years did you interview Justin Trudeau? He was, he was not interviewed, sir, or Mr. President. Was there at least an attempt to interview Justin Trudeau, yes or no? No. Did the RCMP obtain all relevant documents to further the investigation, including access to cabinet confidential information, simply seeking a yes or no response? We were limited with the information that we had access to. Was that a yes or a no, sir? We, I, I don't know, we didn't know, we don't know, we still don't know to this day all the information that's out there Thank because you. some was protected. I'll take that as a no. Despite collecting reams of evidence, including evidence from the Ethics Commissioner and testimony from Jody Wilson-Raybould at committee, why didn't the RCMP exercise its absolute statutory right under the Criminal Code of Canada to obtain a production order and or search warrant from a justice to obtain those cabinet documents? We weren't able to acquire or, or obtain enough information or evidence that would warrant us to obtain a production order. Was obstruction of justice involving Justin Trudeau the only offense you were contemplating in this regard? No, there's also intimidation of a justice participant. Oh! I understand that literally within hours of Jody Wilson-Raybould's testimony at the Justice Committee, you were engaging in discussions with a local Crown attorney, is that correct? I just have to say quickly, uh, a lot. I'm seeing a lot of, I mean, this is like a mirror image, huh? I've gone through five of these court cases now, and and this is just you guys seeing this. Some of the people in the community have been coming to court and watching what's going on, and <laughs> it's like they make these people in a factory or something, huh? I would have said, Mr. Chair, following yes, following the uh, the review of the testimony, yes, there was some consultation. Well, that every charge under the criminal code carries with it two elements: the actus reus, the mens rea, the act itself, the intent. Correct. That's correct. With the evidence that you did receive, which largely consisted of the Ethics Committee report, the testimony of Jody Wilson-Raybould, was there an impediment of the actus reus or the mens rea to obstruction of justice? I would have to say, Mr. Chair, when we uh, conducted the review, uh, I would have to say the mens rea portion of it was uh, part of the, the, the main focus. Oh, man, they're just protecting him, and it's... It's interesting, though. It's interesting watching everybody lose faith in the system in real time and realizing that it's is it's more corrupt than they than they, they want to believe that it is. Um, we're just kind of watching them catch up. Watch what they'll do. Watch the lengths they'll go to 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 cover their asses and what they'll do. They'll they'll invent evidence. They'll bury evidence. They'll intimidate witnesses. I mean, uh, fuck, man, the RCMP are some of the scariest people in the country. You got to be careful around them. They're uh, a scary bunch of people. Speaking of, there's something else nobody seems to be too concerned of. At least they did this. 4.5 million lethal doses of fentanyl. 
found in the city of Regina. Um, it's only a matter of time, obviously, before there's some real serious mass death happening because of this. This is an extremely dangerous drug. And not anywhere near enough is being done to uh, keep it out of the country. And once again, the the big brains, the, geni- the you know the the adults, the people that are qualified, remember? Well, they would know to do their best. That well, that's probably bad. If they are doing their best, that's terrible. That's actually, they definitely have to be replaced then because they're failing miserably. Regina's police service drug unit. Three people, firearms, $20,000, several types of narcotics. Uh-huh. Fentanyl can be lethal in doses as low as two milligrams. To put it in perspective, the seizure of Regina contained 4.5 million lethal doses. So quite a lot of dangerous chemicals, which is what it should be. This was Ferry's idea a while ago, and I, uh, I think it's a good one. Oh, what are you going to do about drugs? Well, you reclassify this as a, actually it's a chemical weapon because of how lethal it is. And these aren't drug dealers anymore, uh, sir. These are now terrorists. And JTF2 is going to get the green light to go get them. So that's what JTF2 is going to do this year. They're going to be assigned to the fentanyl war. And they're going to go after these people like they're Osama bin Laden. And they're going to be busy. And the boys like to work, right? And you're taking down... I mean, this shit is extremely dangerous. And see, Jairu's going to get involved because they're experts at dealing with chemical... Uh, dangerous chemical agents and nuclear, radiological, and biological, all kinds of stuff. So they're going to be involved. You guys want work? You guys want actual patriot work? You know they do. Let's do, let's go, let's do a drug war. Let's, let's take out the fentanyl dealers. You want to do that? All this stuff is coming in from India and China. They're killing everybody with this shit. You see other people zombied out on the side of the street. Their entire lives are being ripped away from them. They have no chance to recover if they don't die entirely on overdose and all this shit. Why do you think half these people are downtown homeless in the first place? Hooked on opioids, destroyed lives. Who did that? Oh, the expert doctors. If they weren't giving you hooked on opioids, they were telling you to take some kind of experimental uh, gene therapy injection. So I guess, I don't know, if you, you know, roll the dice, you want to take their advice. I say we do Ferry's idea. Reclassify this a chemical weapon and set the military on them. I don't give a fuck about training soldiers in Ukraine that are going to get killed anyway. Don't bring everybody back here. Bring everybody back here and just go coast to coast. Start in Vancouver. That's where the show is anyway. Start there and just go coast to coast and get them. Why not? It'll be fun. Then you can do, or you can do Vancouver and Halifax. But you can work your way in, you know, and then they'll know. Then they'll start getting squeezed into a pocket. You can have fun with it, right? You can also, you could contract out the, uh, what's the guy there? The president, El Salvador? What'd he do? Why don't you give him a call? Crime is down to like nothing. He just threw everyone in prison. <laughs> the cartels were out of control. He's like, go put them all in jail. Trained this massive paramilitary force to go to war with them and just took them out. There, all done. Like, that's, there we go, my man. You know, that's getting things done. No, but we want to. Uh, we want to elect. We want to have an election so we can do this. We're going to adjust the second hand a little bit, and that then surely the fires will put themselves out once we've adjusted things a little bit. We're dealing with the big problems here, guys. It's Ottawa. They're considering banning portable electric heaters. We're considering it. I'm just considering it. 
It's a real story. Health Canada has added portable electric heaters to a list of hazardous consumer products. Oh, no. Oh, no. They could be dangerous. Why? Because people are using them to not die because it's too fucking expensive to heat your homes because, as I said, energy is so expensive. People are living in tents and using portable heaters to stay. I'm not kidding. Living in their cars and stuff. A lot of these portable heaters are being used like I've noticed them. Uh, they're hot. Every time I'm in some of these stores, the, you know, Canadian Tire, I kind of keep a look at it. Like, yeah, they're selling. They're selling these things, man. Wonder why that is. And this is what they see. Oh, they're, we might have to ban them. Why don't you ban the people making it so expensive to live? We even need these in the first place. All right. They sign your checks. You don't want to do that. Yeah, just lie some more. Just do some more lying. If you don't like it, you can. You can vote. You can do a democracy, right? You can vote for people that will walk away from you in the street and not answer you and put you in jail when you question them. You can vote. That's right. That's right. That's right. You can be a little kid and believe in Santa Claus and, and all of that stuff. Again, my, my brain immediately is like, there probably is a kid right now. i like, what are you saying about Santa? What are you doing? You're nine. You shouldn't be listening to this. <laughs> Play Minecraft or something. Go Draw something. My God. You're too young to be concerned with this. Or you're the chosen one, and we need you to take over. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I'll save that one. We're almost done. Uh, all right, this suck. Why is it not go? Why is it not go? Okay, there it goes. What are you talking about? Are you guys building... We- I don't want to know. I don't know what's going on in the Rumble chat. There's too many people in there. And uh, it's not my fault. I'm not responsible for anything going on. Okay, okay, good. Legal disclaimer. <laughs> That's all we need to know. Uh, yeah. The, I mean, just since Biden has been president, 7.3 million people have illegally entered the United States, not including legal immigration. Just illegals, 7.3 million. That's almost a quarter of Canada in just a few years. And they're from all over the world. Nobody knows who they are, where they are. They're just they just they're just people. 7.3 million. Mostly men. How do you feel about that? Jesus. Interesting that Elon is, uh, he's carrying this. He's just, he's calm. He doesn't have to, like he couldn't, he could just say nothing, right? But he does. Dams are bursting all over the country. America is only 4% of the earth's population. If only 1% of the rest of earth moves here, that would crush all essential services. See, Elon's a smart guy. This is why I kind of like him. He does weird things. I don't know what's going on with him, but at least you can respect the guy whose brain works. It's not like he doesn't know. Maybe he's being forced to do things. Maybe he's scared of things. We have no idea what's going on in his life, but he's clearly not an idiot. And uh, these people don't think of things like this. We need to have the refugees and the migrants. Okay. Um, We only have so much of everything. So uh, demand is already what it was. You can't just dump entire country's worth of people in here we're not talking about a few hundred 
or a few thousand or tens of thousands. We're talking millions. We're talking cities worth of people. And when this first started in Canada, the, one of the first videos I ever made, I think it was because I think they, they were bringing three. The, the big news at that time was we were going up to 300,000 a year. And I thought 300,000 is the size of Halifax almost. That's like an entire city of people every year. And that was 2000 and, and geez, 16? 15, maybe? I did that video. It's a million now, annually. It goes like this. Goes way up like that. The chart. 300,000, 350,000, 400,000, 500,000, 700,000, 900,000, 1.1 million. Anybody notice things are a little different maybe in your neighborhood? Something strange in the neighborhood. Who are you going to call? Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> What's going on out there? Elon knows. America is only 4% of the population. If only 1% of the rest of the earth moves here, it would crush all essential services. There's no way you could accommodate and support this many people. There will be pandemonium and chaos and killing and every man for himself because there's not going to be enough of anything for anyone, including things that keep you alive. So that's inevitably going to happen. Elon says, I'm ringing the alarm bell because the flood of illegals is crushing the country. Yeah, that's the point. That's the point. And people like us have been saying this for years. This is being done on purpose to destroy the country, not enhance it. It's not because it's a strength. If it was a strength, well, do any of us really feel any stronger? Does it feel like things are getting better? Does it feel like anything is improving? This was a bill of goods you were sold. Just like everything else. It's for your own safety. It's for your own good. It makes you strong. Everything. It's advertising. It's what they've always done. Safe and effective, isn't it? Oh, no. There was one last one I wanted to... Where's my Dr. Phil? Um, where would I even find this? I didn't, I, th I thought I saved this clip and now I can't find it. Oh, look at that. God bless Twitter and its search functions. Surprisingly. I mean, I kind of had this guy pegged as, as kind of a shitbag. I think he is kind of, but I don't think he's evil. I think he's, I think he likes money, but I don't think he's totally bad. Uh, he is kind of a shithead though. Dr. Phil. He was on The View yesterday and uh they really didn't like what he had to say and i think you might find this amusing like 0809 smartphones came on and and kids started they stopped living their lives and started watching people live their lives mm. and so we saw the biggest spike and the highest levels of depression anxiety loneliness and suicidality since records have ever been kept mm. and it's just continued on and on and on and then COVID hits 10 years later, and the same agencies that knew that are the agencies that shut down the schools for two years. Who does that? Who takes away the support system for these children? Who takes them away and shuts it down? Get and by em. the way, when they shut it down, 
they stopped the mandated reporters from being able to see children that were being abused and sexually molested and in fact sent them home and abandoned them to their abusers with no way to watch and referrals dropped 50 to 60 percent so there was also yeah. pandemic yeah, going was, on they were trying to save they were trying to save kids well. lives remember we know a lot of folks who died during this yeah talk more whoopee how much have you paid out for your big stupid mouth how many more times are you going to get... You're getting sued so much, you're fucking having to sell off some of those disgusting dreadlocks to pay for the victims of the people you've been slandering over and over and over again. How's Rittenhouse doing? Did you buy him a mansion yet? Did you buy him a mansion yet, Whoopi? Let's hear more from you, you stupid... You look like a dude. You look like Obama. Is this Obama with a wig on? What is happening? Why are you, why does anyone listen to you? It's incredible that they pay you to be on television. It's insane that women around America let, let you talk and don't immediately turn off the t- It's incredible to me that just upon looking at you they're not immediately repulsed, but then you speak. You speak whoopee and the thing your name is whoopee and the things that come out of your mouth my god my god they could melt granite they could like speak friend and enter whoopee you can just speak some kind of so astronomically painfully stupid shit you've ever heard uh, your face you would the wall everything it would just go like the guy in the in the they open the ark of the covenant at the end of the raiders of the lost ark ah! eyeballs melt right out of your head right out of your head whoopee She's defending, she's fighting against what Dr. Phil just said, which is all, rather than go, wow, yeah, that was shitty what we did. No, fuck those kids, I'm Whoopi Gaming. We're trying to save kids. You got a Pfizer contract, Whoopi? Trying to save kids' lives. Remember, we know a lot of folks who died during this. Who? It wasn't, people weren't laying around eating bond, but, well. Not school children is right. You know what? We're lucky. Maybe we're lucky they didn't because we kept them out out of the 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 places that they could be sick. Because oh, oh yes, Whoopi, the scientist. We we just did such a good job because Whoopi and all of the fucking TV geniuses that no kids died from COVID because we just did such a good job. Jesus Christ. Oh, man, this is platinum-level mental gymnastics. And she's doing it live with Dr. Phil on TV. This is incredible content. No one wanted to believe we had an issue. Are you saying no school children died of COVID? I'm saying it was the safest group. They were the less vulnerable group, and they suffered and will suffer more. I know the media made lots of stories about kids that died of COVID, and it turned out, oh, no, he had a brain tumor. That kid had a serious autoimmune disorder. These kids were all, and they just lied. And that was proven. Remember the Edmonton CBC Edmonton? I think that was me too. I got it. It was a screenshot. It was on TV. It was a fucking mannequin in the bed. They'd set up a fake, a fake ICU. Like we're here at the ICU in Edmonton and COVID is just crazy. Killing so many people. It's crazy. And I'm like, so many people you can afford to make fake beds with mannequins in them. And they were like, that was only to show you how crazy it is. I was like, sure, buddy. Fuck off. And then they had to publish a retraction. It fucking... Oh, what's it? it's been good. It's been a good couple of years, really. From the mismanagement of COVID than they will from the exposure to COVID. And that's not an opinion. That's a fact. Get him, Phil! Well, Phil? Shut up, Whoopi! Like, Shut up! No one wants to hear you. Dr. Phil is talking. 
you shut your you shut your mouth now. No, no, Whoopi, you're gonna have to shut your mouth. We took those kids out of their support systems, and you you killed them, Whoopi Goldberg. You did. It was you. You did it. Your congratulations. Trust them. Right. Uh, the time is up. Everybody knows, I think, now. I think it's really getting to the point where people are starting to really start to look for uh, other solutions, you know, <laughs> other ideas, because this isn't working. And how long are you willing to tolerate this? How long are you willing to live like this? How much more are we going to put up with? Are we going to subject our kids to this? And, and what is that going to look like? What is this going to look like in 10 years, 20 years, if this isn't stopped and reversed? Will there even be anything left in 10 or 20 years? And that's kind of what they're like. They're like, uh, you know, they'll they'll rule over the ashes. They'd rather burn it all down and rule over the ashes because that would be better than admitting that they were wrong because that's the level of extreme, you know, suicidally insane narcissism that we're dealing with. They'd rather destroy everything um, than stop. Maybe maybe it's the thrill of it. Maybe they enjoy it. Maybe, like Orwell said, it's the thrill of stepping, you know, crushing an enemy, a boot on the human face. It's too toxic. It's too engaging. They enjoy it too much. They love imposing their will. They're addicted to it. And they're never going to stop. Just like the fentanyl addicts that can never stop and no one's even trying to help them. Succumbing to an extremely powerful, dangerous substance from across, mostly coming from India and China. And if they're not feeding us drugs, oh, oh, the scammers are uh, corrupting our politicians and stealing our stuff and buying our cops. Scammers are taking $500 million a year from our seniors. They're just cleaning us right out, and they're taking over seats in parliament, and they're practicing nepotism, and they own half the trucking industry already. So, You only get one. You're all, we're, I mean, I think, right? It would be... Re- <laughs> some people want to believe in reincarnation and they want to believe in all these... Some people don't, but... I think it was... It, Marcus Aurelius had a great argument for, you know, against atheism, actually. And not not even just against it, but basically there is there is no good reason not to give a shit and try. There isn't. Even God or no God. You should have the same kind of pride in your existence to do to do something good for the sake of itself. Create something good, do something positive. That's that's what life is. Death takes things away. Life creates things. It gives. It grows food. It grows all kinds of things. Animals, trees, shelter. The, the act of creation and building and growing and keeping alive and nurturing and furthering, that's life. That's what everything's all about. And that's not what we're contending with. We're contending with a force that wants to kill, destroy, smother, burn down, erase, and throw in the trash can. And there's everywhere you look, there's so many guys especially guys. And it, it, you do have to be harder on them. Who historic, like who's supposed to get together? Who's supposed to start saying no first? Your daughter? Does your daughter have to tell, hey dad, do you mind, uh, you mind getting involved here? 
My future is kind of at stake. I know. I'm only 17, so it's a little scary out there. Oh, are you watching the football game, though? I just don't know. Maybe it has a marketing problem. Maybe people just need to be uh, made more aware of what's going on because, you know, there's nothing. I mean, fighting isn't necessarily always, you know, it's not fun. It's not great. But sometimes it has to happen. There's no way around it. And if that is that is what it is. You got to struggle. You got to fight against something. Or your whole life is a fight anyway. Nothing is comfortable. The more comfortable you are, the faster you die. But people like to do, uh, they kind of like to fight things and conquer things for the glory of it, for the triumph of it, to, to you know, show their children or other, like, look what we were able to do. They climb mountains for this reason. They hunt dangerous animals for this reason. They try to find the bottom of the sea. They do crazy stuff where you're challenged, you're pushed, you're physically, mentally, and spiritually tested to the limit of your ability and see how far you can go and see if you can push through your own, what you think you're able to do and, 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 and become bigger and more powerful and stronger that's exciting. That's fun. And, and like so many guys especially are sitting around trapped in a fake life being fed bullshit and drip fed fake adventures and fake stakes and fake, you know, trials and struggles. It's all fake. It's synthetic. And it's meant to distract you from the very real one that's happening. That actually has a consequence that's harming the people around you. It's harming you. It's harming your families, your futures, your prospects, everything. They're sending people, I mean, there's people being massacred right now all over the world. Entire cities of children are being wiped out in one part, and an entire generation of men and women, and even people down to the Down Syndrome kids, are being just burned to death and destroyed in Ukraine. And why? Because we're letting them. Because not enough people are involved and not enough people care. Because they're busy with the fake fight, the fake war, the fake struggle against the Habs and the Leafs by... Or we got to get the libs out and all of this crap. This fake, thin, substance-less crap. How can anyone deny these things are horrible? Mass genocide of children and women and just defenseless, just honorless, empty, pig-like ruthlessness against something that can't defend. This is like wounding a deer and then just torturing it because you can to show it how big you are. You're not big, you're disgusting. You're some kind of freak. That's going on. Another senseless war after senseless. We never learn. We act like we do, but we don't. And look at what we're doing again in Ukraine. All of that. Let's funnel money and money and effort and guns and all kinds of support into that and ensure the killing goes on. This is just two. How many more do you need? How many more awful things have to happen? How many more lockdowns and mandates? You better do what we say or else. Before you can get it through your head that these people are not good. They're not good. In fact, they're worse than not good. They're supporting, they're feeding, and they're making bigger and stronger and scarier every day the, the negative forces of death in this world that are tripping and tearing at the existence of everything our family struggled for generations to build. And if you can't find something inside you that feels connected to or wants to participate and wants to feel something more than just the thrill of winning a fake stupid contest where millionaires kick a ball around, maybe you should look into it because it's really nice. 
It's really nice to fight for something that matters. I wouldn't trade it. Because we deserve better than this. People died. A lot of people died for us to have much better than this. And it's being taken away. To be quiet about that and let it happen is to just betray the memory and the effort of everybody that came before us. It's just like, they never mattered, who cares? After everything they did for you. Lady Jenstein and uh, wife to Hellbilly, thank you very much, guys. I just caught you here at the end. Love you guys too. Democracy is the polite form of dictatorship. It's a lie, like everything else they do. Fuck you, make me. Pretty close. Decent song, decent crowd, decent people. Thank you very much, guys. I appreciate you. Ragingdissident.com for all of my social media links, my Substack, thegriff.shop. You can buy a ticket, buy a ticket to the circus tent, Diagalon community group chat page on Telegram, and other uh, other stuff. We're gonna have more products up there soon on thegriff.shop. And as always, six separate tyrannos, pop hat. Hold tight. I'll see you on the beach. No, you never told me this this story, Phil. It would have it would have had global implications for a so how long? For three hours, you had total control of the Wagner mercenary group in Russia in a poker game. He what? He bet it and you well yeah, and you lost it again. How? It was too much work, and there were whores. What are you talking? 
So someone handed you this, and you could have done any number of things with it, but there were Chechen prostitutes, so you just laughed at Really? Well, I mean, that's... I just wish you were more committed, you know? You seem to have crazy opportunities thrown at you all the time, and it's always... It's just drugs and women with you every time, and I don't know... Yeah, well, you see, when you say you're collecting them, I don't know what that means, and I'm scared to ask. I don't want to know in what way or if it, no, don't. I don't want to see an album. I don't. That could be anything. I'm leaving. Good night. Stop following me home. I'm going home.